Yeah, buddy. Ooh, there's that sweet, beautiful sound. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to Nonsensical Nonsense. We've got Tony D in the building. You guys know me by now. I'm Glick. we got a special guest hanging out with us tonight. My man, Dizzy. This cat is hustling What's harder up? than a cat Mo used to do. <laughs> What's good, bro? Some of you guys What's may know good, him from podcast. Some of you guys might know him from the Mike Calton after show, or as he claims he is Mike Calton. Roger and One JP. And, <laughs> and then a cat named Mo show. The guy's all over the place. He's doing a little bit of everything. I'm glad you had time to come in here and hang out with us for a little bit, brother. Been a been no a hot problem, minute. Bro. Yeah, man. I like hey man. I checked out your stuff the other day. It was you know, I was in the room while you were chatting and stuff and doing it. I had a little fun time with y'all. So when you asked me to come on, I was like, hell yeah, dog, let's do it, man. This seems fun. And for any of you guys who have never heard of uh, Lazy Ass Podcast, first and foremost, shame on you. <laughs> second of all, <laughs> second of all, if you listen to us and you like us, you'd absolutely love those guys. I mean, I think you guys, you guys cut it up a lot like we do. It's real talk, real conversation. And, 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 and there's no bullshit involved. So, and you have a hell of a time doing it. I try to catch it as much as I can. I usually wind up catching the replays and stuff like that if I can't catch it live. But what's going on with you, man? What's going on in your world, Dizzy? Man, just working hard, you know, uh, with the podcast, you know, the best of the base coming up. Uh, we hope we got nominated so we can be on the list and hopefully win that thing. Um, you know, obviously the after show, doing it every day, weekdays, having fun with that, being able to like push the envelope a little more and more and more and just hoping for more opportunities, man. I got a lot of stuff coming up, YouTube stuff I'm going to be doing and stuff. So I'm just excited, man. Yeah, dude, you're, you're grinding your ass off there at, uh, at the bone. I mean, you're a little bit of everywhere, um. And that, that's crazy. I, I'm I'm loving watching the come up. I, I've been a fan since, you know, listen, I've been a fan of Mo since he was up here in Ohio. He, he used to be uh, on a station here in Ohio. So, okay, you know, I got nice. my first little taste of you from there. And then when you beat the hell out of that douchebag Ryan Hoppy, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that felt good. That felt good, bro. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm loving I'm loving watching the come up that you're doing, man. It's that's awesome. And I couldn't I. Couldn't wish it for for anybody better because you just I don't know man you know what you're doing and I'm glad they're giving you a little bit more leeway on the after show because yeah. goddamn fans wanting to piss him on Dizzy doing too much yeah he's yeah it yeah yeah <laughs> you learn with this game that like you know there's always gonna be haters bro there's always gonna be people who are hating and honestly that's the sign that you're doing something right when people go out the way to just throw that hate at you. You're doing the mm -hmm. right thing. You know what I'm saying? And for everyone that hates, there's like, there's always those couple people that will reach out and be like, man, you're kill like what you just said. Like, you'll be like, oh, you're killing it. Or I love what you're doing at the thing. So it's humbling. But at the same time, like the Bone fam is so, so much love at the time. So like, I'm just loving where it's going right now. And I'm trying to do something different, you know, because like a lot of the people who do these shows, they had to like go on the weekend to get their own time slot and talk and stuff like that. And then, like, I'm one of the only people who could honestly say, like, I get I get to talk for an hour. Well, not a whole hour, but I get an hour time slot in the morning, which is, like, something people don't 
just get. You know what I'm saying? So I'm blessed to have that opportunity, bro. That's that's that that's that prime time slot, man. And 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 yeah. you know, and, and, and you know, the, the, like you said, the Bone Fam, man, they'll love you. They'll love you to death. But they'll also hang you up on a cross and crucify your ass just just as fast. A hundred percent, bro. A hundred percent, man. I've been on the roller coaster a lot with some of the fan base. Like sometimes they're like, "Oh, Dizzy's the best," blah blah blah. They're like, "Man, fire this motherfucker!" Sometimes you know. So it's cool, bro. <laughs> as long as they're listening, I'm, I'm not. I'm not tripping. Yeah, just just talk to your girl Monica. She'll know all about. It. She'll she'll be able to teach you the ins and outs of the right. roller coaster. <laughs> the president no. of my fan club. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they. Uh, I've been a fan. I've been listening to the boat now for uh, God, since Mike was uh, uh, in, in the afternoons. Um, I found out about them. I was living in South Carolina at the time um, through a certain other individual that Mike used to uh, work for, and yeah, then he started yeah. talking, about, you know, Calta and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, you know, when they were going through their radio war. Well, let me check this couch yep. guy out. How bad he really is, and I've been a fan ever <laughs> since. I, I'm like, this guy's way better than this fucking 1990s Howard Stern ripoff. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wild watching the changes that have come through there, but no, dude, you you came in like like a fucking wrecking ball. To you know, to be 100 percent honest with you, and, and you've not taken your foot off the gas pedal, so that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and honestly, I like. When I moved back down here, I had no clue what the bone was. Never heard of it at all. Yeah. Came down here, and I even when I started working around. So the first day I, I worked in the office, Mike Calta had a live show in the performance theater there, and it had like strippers in there, and like they were like OD, like they had to carry. I don't even know if I should have said that, but they were carrying bitches out of the bathroom, yeah. let's say, because they were acting too wild, dog. <laughs> and I was like, bro, is this what the radio life is? <laughs> Is that the one where the midget left in the ambulance? I think so. It was like a so it was a big, big black guy, and he had like a stomach that covered himself. Yeah, they had Mike still, yeah okay. Yep, I, I remember. Yeah, that. it was that day. It was that day, dog. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And I like again, I never knew what the bone was. So I was watching this. I was like, "Bro, is this is this is this what they do every day here?" And then I was like, keeping an eye on. So I, I started listening more because. I worked on the music rotation. So I worked for like Hot 1015, Magic, The Dove, all those things. And I would go to promo gigs and I would see the bone and I'd see the fan base and I would see how much they're loved. I was like, damn, bro, this fan base is loyal. And I started listening to the shows more in between um, like going to events. And I would like listen to Mike Calta. I'm like, that's pretty crazy. Then I'd listen to um, fucking roger and jp and i heard jp i'm like this guy's hilarious so i just started like listening a lot more and started being like okay man i feel like i can fuck around with these people because they're funny and they get the humor and like all that so i just started like thinking of a way to slowly find my way into the bone fam because i wanted to get in there because i was like man i think i'm funny as fuck let me get on with these guys bro <laughs> no you definitely uh you definitely have uh have gotten your way on there and, and and found a spot uh in the fans hearts so to say um that's that's for sure i mean that's and, and there's so much talent in there as much you know as much shit as they give mo that that guy is you know um somebody that i've always wanted to be in radio that i used to look up to because i was a fan of him when they were up here in columbus they had a morning show um yeah 
So you have so much talent if you take advantage of the opportunity to learn from and listen and and, and then and then not yeah. shit on everybody as soon as some half-assed bogus opportunity comes around. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the things I like I was always I mean, I grew up playing sports, so criticism is something I could always take because I always wanted to better myself. I always wanted to be I'm competitive, I always want to be the best out there. So I'm gonna listen to criticism so I can be better. When I wasn't even working on the bow and I started listening and I heard Hoppy, I would give him criticism and like positive. I'd be like, bro, if you just leaned into you being you and stop trying to be what you're not, you would be full time on this station, right? And anyone who knows him knows he can't take. Uh oh, uh -oh bro, froze on us. <laughs> criticism. So, like, he shut it down. Uh-oh. We back? We back. Yeah, you back now. You back now. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, I was just like, damn, bro, like this guy doesn't know how to take criticism. I was like, he needs to he needs to get in there more. And I was even planning on being on the bone at this time. I was planning on Atlanta and doing a marketing job there. And I'm not gonna say who, but I feel like someone at CMG kind of stood in my way and was like kind of like my biggest roadblock for the longest time. And I couldn't get past this person. I just didn't know what they didn't like about me, dog. And then I reached out to Mo because someone told me, they're like, bro, you should go on the bone. And I was like, bro, I don't even know who to talk to. And I remember seeing Mo all the time in the hallways, right? Because he would be doing his BDRS show and I would be leaving. And we we're like the only brothers in the building. So we would always stop, chop it up a little bit and then keep it moving. So then I messaged him one day and I was just like, bro, do you mind if I come learn with you and, you know, be on your show? I'll be a fly on the wall, bro. I don't have to talk or nothing. And he's like, yeah, man, come on out. And I did. And that person who was my biggest hater stepped in my way and kind of stopped me from going on that show. Right. Uh -huh. And then as the time went on, that person actually is like one of the people in my corner now. They're like the biggest advocate for me. And it's not Mike Alta, just to answer that. It's not Mike Alta. It's someone else. But you're not yeah. under you're not under oath. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so since then, bro, I've just been climbing and climbing and climbing. And just like I always knew that like whenever someone asked me to come do a show, if I could do it, I'm gonna show up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. that's yeah, you, you gotta be hungry. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take any opportunity you can and jump at it um, and not not show any hesitation. You know, we, we were kind of going back and forth on Juneteenth when you guys were doing the show with Mo. And I said, damn, yeah, all the all the black guys working on Juneteenth, June 19th, everybody yep. else. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, damn sure is. <laughs> and, and the other thing that I appreciate that I like about you, man, is. Even on air, man, you you say whatever the fuck you want. Even like if somebody's if something's aggravating you at work, you're just like, yeah, these motherfuckers. I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> dizzy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the things I learned early, uh, like people will see right through bullshit. So you got to be yourself. So I'm always what you see on air is what you're gonna get off air. I'm gonna be the same type of person. If I have a problem with you, I'll say it on air. Because I have a problem with you. I don't want to fake it. You know what I mean? Like me and Monica bumped heads because there's times where I've been like, no, I don't like how you do this. I'm pissed at you. I'm going to say it. I'm not going to hide it because that's just who I am. And I also knew that like 
like I said, people can see right through your bullshit. So I'm not going to fake who I am on air. I'm going to be the same. If I do in these streets, yeah. I'm going to do yeah. on air. See, check him out there. Hey, Mandy. He <laughs> <laughs> might be having some internet issues. I think you're back. You might be having some internet some internet issues down there. Yeah, it's pouring right now, so I don't know if that has anything to do with that. Might have, yeah, that might have come through. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, dog. Like I said, I was just fucking. What you get on air is what you're gonna get off air. I'm just the same person. I always knew that. Like going into this radio thing, <clears throat> I didn't want to have any regrets. I'm gonna say how I feel. I'm gonna make the jokes I want to joke make, and I'm gonna say. What exactly is on my mind? If you don't like it, fuck it. I don't care. But that's me. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's kind of how we are on 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 this show, especially me. I'm I'm very, as Tony says all the time, I'm an opinionated motherfucker. I speak my mind. Oh, I don't yeah. give a damn. I don't I don't care who's you listening, who's feelings I hurt. Um, I'm gonna say what I what I want to say and do what I want to do. You know. Um, at the end of the day. I did want to ask you, um, I don't want to make this a full-on, like, boring-ass interview thing. I want to kind of hang out and shoot the shit. But um, I wanted yeah. to ask you, have, have you always had, um, like, a lot of people call it the radio bug, that urge to be on the radio? Or is that just something that, because I know you've talked on air about wanting to work in TV and and stuff like that. And you, you're still coaching soccer, yeah. so you're heavily involved in soccer or, as your people say, football. Yes, Tony, he's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I for sure. you people, but go ahead. I for sure have always had. I feel like the gift of gab, where I just like always talk and blah blah blah, and like to entertain. I always knew I wanted to do something in there. <clears throat> when I was younger, I tried to get into acting, but my parents didn't want to get a, a, a agent for me. So I was like, all right, there goes that dream, and I just didn't ever pursue that anymore. Uh, but I did do uh, some stand-up and kind of fucking uh, hosted events uh, in Canada and shit. And I just started falling more in love with it. But I used to have a brother. And I said my brother, but he was my best friend. But, like, he grew up with me, lived at my house. He was basically my brother. Um, he used to make music. And he was all into the music. He was super fucking talented at hip-hop. So I was managing him. And I got into radio, actually, because I figured that would be the best way to get his music out there. And push his music a lot. But unfortunately, literally the last day of my exams, like my final exams, he took his life the night before. And I, Damn, yeah, I didn't know until like, I saw the phone call the day of my exam and I didn't answer it because I was going in. I was like, oh, I'll holler at him when I come out. Come to find out it was his girl who was calling me and was like, bro, your bro, bro is gone, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like, fuck, man, what am I going to do now with this radio shit? Like there was a different reason for this, you know? Yeah. And it was just a lot. Because I did have that exam, but I had another exam coming up, so I couldn't even go to his funeral. So I was just fucking like, oh, shit, what am I doing? And I tried to get into sports radio, but in Canada, it's all hockey and baseball, and I don't really know shit about that. So I was like, man, let me go back to Florida. Let me figure shit out. And I, I know people back home. So I was planning on going to Wild 94.1, and I applied to there. But Cox Media hit me up. Like, I sent my resume in. Two hours later, they called me and were like, bro, you want to come in for an interview? I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, I just went all in with Cox Media. You heard it here first. He went all in with Cox. Yeah, all in with the Cox. 
Well, first and foremost, I'm sorry to hear about your brother, man. That that's you know that that kind of loss. Um, you yeah, know, my condolences for that. That'll mess with you too. Yeah, you know that kind of oh, loss yeah. Will, yeah. Will, shake your, will shake your foundation to the core, and it. I mean, it almost sounds like. I hate when people try to find a positive spin on such a negative situation, but I find myself doing it quite a bit. But it almost sounds like that happened and kind of steered the trajectory for you into this path where you're where you're at now, you know, um, and having the opportunities that you have now with 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 the bone and not necessarily in the bone, but it, it, within the, the Cox Media family, um, yeah. you know, as, as you know, so you, you once you're there, I mean, there's been other um, people from the radio that have gone to other cities and, and gone on to uh, better opportunities. I think probably the most um most recent one that was probably the most success, successful was um, was Kayla getting to go out to, to, to Vegas and, and having yeah. a morning show. So, you know, you just never know what other opportunities once you're in and people are hearing you and what you do. What And you're still a younger guy, so you have that opportunity to be on some of those, you know, those younger channels where they're, you know, the music's directed at a younger generation, so they might be trying to phase out some of the the older people, if it's not necessarily talk radio, but you have that opportunity with that younger crowd with, with music radio and stuff like that. So, you know, you yeah. never know where you to. For sure. Everything happens for a reason. For And I learned that like a lot more growing up, especially like more recently. Uh, when my brother passed, I knew it was like something really hard, but I definitely learned from it and pivoted. And it definitely changed me in a better way. As you know, bad as that sounds, I learned in a better way. And that was mostly, too, after therapy because I was engaged. I talked about this in there. I used to be engaged. That fell through, and that fucked me up, too, because when that had happened, uh, I was planning on leaving radio because I had put, like, 12K together as, as far as uh, um, an investment, and I was going to invest in uh, a mar medical marijuana uh, grow house, and that was all going well, and they were building it, but then COVID hit. And that fucked everything oh, up. So I, I, yeah, so I lost that, and I lost my fiance at the time. So I was just dealing with a lot, and I was just at my lowest point. And thankfully, I went to therapy. And when I went to therapy, I was like, I wish I did this when my brother passed away, because I would have been in a so much better mental space and be able to really pivot with the, with mm. the shit I needed to do. So yes. I learned that. And like ever since then, anything that happens to me, I always think, like, bro, this is a learning lesson. Just take it, man. And like now, even when people say shit to me or like anything, I was like, I've been at like, I've been at my lowest already. I know what rock bottom feels like. So nothing anyone says or does to me can make me ever feel that way again because I've already been there. So now it's always only positive from here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. I mean, excuse me. Um, I, you, you just never know when that curveball is gonna what be thrown at you. And, and and I actually, you know, I used to be friends with Hoppy. Um, I when he first came onto the boat, I started listening to his Hoppy Hour, and um, I got to be friends with him. And and I used to try to tell him, "Look, dude, if he would have a minor setback, he would freak out." And I would talk to yeah, him, and be like, yeah. "Look, it's okay, man. It's a curveball. If if you swing and miss, there's going to be another pitch coming your way." But I mean, that's the ultimate thing with people, you know. Just because you you hit a speed bump or you you trip and stumble doesn't mean you have to stay down, and that and, and that's right. cool, man. Cause, I mean, I knew you know obviously we know a little bit looking on the outside, looking in as as fans, 
you know, you get to you get to hear a little bit about what's going on with 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 people and and what's going on in their world, but you don't really get to go too far in depth with that. So you can only get yeah. so much of an image or so much of, oh well, I don't like Dizzy because he thinks he's got a he's got a big head, he's got an ego, he thinks he's better than this, that, and the other thing. When in actuality, it's like, nah, look, I mean. My man stumbled a few times. He's had some hiccups. Hell's, you know, he's 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 fallen, but he's gotten back up. So let him have his moment. Let him be an egotistical fucking prick for a few, you know. Yeah. <laughs> let him rock. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'm the same way. I mean, these guys bust my balls all the time um, about my ego. I'm a bit of. I do have a. You know, I think I think a lot of it is just being on this podcast and having fun and having a small character that I play. Um, because in real life, I'm, I'm a lot more humble than what I am on the show. <laughs> but as I, as these guys know, especially our other co-hosts, Jeff, him and I have been friends since high school. Um, I've been through hell and back. Let me have my moment yeah. when I got a microphone in front of my face. Let me let me do my thing. People are liking it. People are entertained. That's all that matters. Shut up. Nobody cares about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all going through stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I definitely get it. Um. I gotta ask you though, because it's been something that since since it's happened, and 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 I wanted to. It's not necessarily in person, but it's kind of in person. With everything that happened, with with the whole Hoppy situation, yeah. How much sweeter was that chance that you that you had to get in the ring with him, and and, and for a lack of better words, give him a beatdown. <laughs> It was definitely good. I mean, uh, for the fight, too, I was trying to push way before the boxing fight. I was trying to push it for, for an MMA fight because I was like, man, if it's MMA, it's a lot harder hits, and then I could throw my kicks in there and all that, but Hoppy didn't want to do it. And then uh, Mike said, uh, Mike Kautza said that, like, he wanted to do it, like, pushed to do it, but there was more. It's, it's, it's a whole different ball game than boxing. You know, you got to get all these other things for that. So it changes a lot. So... I was all in though because I was like, man, you got to do something different. You got to prove something here. So when you go into this fight, fuck this guy up. He was running the whole fight, which was kind of hard and annoying. And one thing that I did hate about going to the fight because he's a tall guy, and obviously I'm a short guy. So the whole time when I'm training, I'm throwing all these overhands, overhands, and I, I swear to you, I, I basically pop my my shoulder out of my thing. So. Three days before the fight, I could barely lift my fucking arm. My right mm. arm, actually. I could barely lift my right arm. And the day of the fight, I could lift it. But, like, n when I threw it, I could I would feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would it would hurt. And I broke my thumb the day of the fight. Like, Still. of the fight, I, I, I threw a punch. And, like, when I connected, it broke my thumb. So I felt that during the fight. But the whole time, I was just like, man, you got to put on a show. You got to put on a show. You can't let this guy... Any good hits on you, you got to make sure you put on the show. So I just fucking went for it, dog. And it paid off because I had, like, my cousin there repping me. And at the time, the guys I did a podcast with, and I just had a lot in my head. Uh, and, like, at the time, again, I was kind of on my way out around this time. I was kind of, like, in my head. I was like, I got some other stuff going. This is probably where I'm going to finish my career in radio in this era. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to fucking forget all this. And this guy that used to work there named Dash, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was a big yeah. guy. He was a yeah. yeah, he was a promo dude and all this. He came to the fight and supported me and shit. And uh, right before the fight, he was hyping me up. He was like, 
man, the bone ain't never going to give you a chance. This is it, dog. You got to do everything. Leave it all on the table. Like, he was hyping me up like was this like was my mission. fucking eight like mile moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was all in, dog. That shit was, that was one of the funnest nights working at yeah. the bone was that. And everyone, like, I didn't know nobody that night. Like, Spike ran in. I didn't know he worked at the bone. He's like, man, you just wanted me all this money. Blah, 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 blah. And then, like, all these other people, like, wanted to have me come feature on their show now. Like, it was the first step where I was like, okay, man, I might be able to do something with this. Maybe I shouldn't leave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see you fuckers in the comments, by the way. Y'all ain't shit. Shut up. <laughs> they're, they're killing your ass over here. Just put a record. I know, they're, they're Mark and Amanda having a ball over there just clowning on me. Your ass over get your ass back. Um, was, there, was there real heat between you and Hoppy? I mean, obviously there was some heat, uh, but was it more for the radio, or was that a legit heat that you had with him going into that? For me, it started as, like, I don't like how he talks about me. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I yeah. don't talk down on him. And at the time, I was never really on the bone at all. Feet, like, I was barely on Mo and SBK show. So when he started, started just running his mouth about me, and kind of like talking down on like me as an employee, that started getting me tight because I was like, bro, who the fuck does this guy think he's talking to? So that's when I started hyping up. And honestly, the only reason I did it is because of the podcast. One of my boys on the podcast, he was like, bro, we should talk about it on the podcast and you say wherever the fuck you want. And he's like, and I'll send that shit to Galvin because I know Galvin will be interested. So oh, I yeah. did. I was and I started. Yeah, yeah. So they did. And I they just started like, they, anyone who knows me knows that I'm pretty good with the snaps and the roasts, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a shorter dude. I told you this. I grew up shorter. I grew up in the era of like when niggas would be like, get them, you know, and they'd roast each other and shit. So I had to be quick with it and I got real good at it. So they just kind of like let me loose on the podcast and I just started ripping on uh, Hoppy and like, oh, you know, calling him like all these fucked up words. I'm like his simple Jack looking ass and all this stupid shit I was saying. And when Calton and them played the clip, they loved it. And that's when they were first like, this is the little dude we see all the time in the fucking studios and shit. All right. Let's see what this guy can do. So I was all fucking in on that shit. Uh, and it really hit the wall when we were on air one day and they brought me in the studio to pr promote the fight. And this point, like, I was more leaning into it as a radio bit. I don't know what Hoppy's idea was, but he came in the studio one day. Like, they tried to surprise me with him, which I knew he was coming in. And uh, he started talking shit, and he was like, he called me a pussy. And I remember that just, that set me off. Because it was like, yeah. who the fuck is this guy calling a pussy? I was like, bro, I'm half the size of you, and I'm the one hopping in this fight. If anything, you the pussy. And I remember saying uh, a line to him, because he had just got out his breakup, and I was like, bro, your engagement is not the only thing you're going to lose this year. And then they were like, oh, my God. And that's when I, like, at that point, I was, like, all in. I was like, man, I'm going to fuck this guy up, dog. Just lost your boy. No, no I'm sorry. You can turn the camera off. You <laughs> oh. No, yeah, no, I, I remember that. I remember that on the air. And I was just, I was, I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, Hoppy always had that ego, like, he was bigger than what he was. And it was nice to see that you got to come in and like you said, being the smaller guy. Cause for those of you guys who don't know, I know we're kind of talking shop here. Me as a fan of the bone and him working there. Um, Hoppy's almost seven foot tall. Yeah. And he's, he's not, six a little, nine. He's, not a little, he, he's not, he's not seven foot lanky. Okay. He, 
Yeah. He's a uh, He's got a little bit of okay. Camera's off. He's got a little bit of a build on him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, getting, at uh, getting ready to get in the shower, but she had to throw her clothes into the uh, washer. The damn door, woman. Close the damn door. Well, the washer and dryer is in in the bathroom behind me, and then our bathroom in our bedroom. So she had to go from one room to another. <laughs> Are you good? I'm about to turn the. Yeah. I was say it picks up like just past the dresser. Okay. Okay, you're good. <laughs> you better be. <laughs> but um, but I, I, you know, I remember when you guys were going back and forth on this uh, in the studio and stuff like that. But you know, that was that had to be. You would have thought for a normal person that would have been humbling to go into that fight yeah. thinking, "Oh, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm gonna win," and then you lose, and then you know. He was kind of clowned on. Uh, he was, in my opinion, I think he was given way more opportunities than he ever should have been given on that on that network or on that that radio station. But what the hell do I know? I'm not a radio guy. I'm just a fan <laughs> getting on the outside looking in. Going, Why is this fucking ass clown? And and it's funny because um, not you know uh, after after he and let's just call a spade a spade. He he screwed over um, CMG down there. And one or two five. Oh, yeah. Once he got, once he lost that Mike Calto rub, his numbers went to nothing. Mm. Yeah. And and I and, and I had messaged him. I said, "Hey man, uh, you know, hopefully everything still keeps going good for you. I hate to see you burn that bridge. Um, you had a good thing there, but hopefully, you know, this is the the come up and that you were you were looking for." And he shot me this nasty ass fucking message back. And I was like, okay, bro, I hope you fail. And then, you know, I was watching his numbers and stuff like that on social media, and I messaged him back. And I was like, you see what acting like a bitch gets yeah. you? <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, needless to say, uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to him since he since shortly after he left. But um, you mentioned the podcast, and, and as I said, the Lazy-Ass Podcast, you guys can find him on Instagram and on all, all that social media and, and whatnot. Um, it's, it's kind of changed a little bit because, uh, wasn't, um, how did you kind of come into taking over? Cause I remember, uh, wasn't AJ on there at one point in time? Yeah. So the way it started is, uh, when I started at CMG and shit and as time was going on, I knew, uh, I was starting to do reps with Mo. I was just about to start doing like, you know, episodes with him. I think I did one at the time and, um, I talked to AJ because he was in promo and me and him would kick it in promo because I thought he was a cool dude. So we had good conversations and we'd have laughs. And I was like, bro, you trying to do this podcast with me? Because I was like, I don't want to do it by myself because I'm not some like that's so weird to just sit there by yourself on a mic and talk. That's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels weird when I do it on the after show. So I couldn't it's, do that for a whole hour just by myself. It's it's tough to do. I mean, these guys, you know, I I did it for years, did live streaming like on Periscope and then on TikTok and stuff like that. And but it was very heavily chat led. It wasn't just me. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just ranting. Yeah, yeah. When we started this podcast, um, I got so used because originally it was just Jeff and I, and we did the show for about I don't know what about six seven months or so. And Tony was, was you know, I met Tony through the app that we were using. Oh, excuse me. He was a friend. I mean, him and I become friends. And 
and I'd hang out on his streams and stuff like that. And he was a fan of the show. And we used to do a starting five competition thing um, where we would just have a random topic and we would pick our, our we would do like an NFL draft style uh, and draft our top five and then put it up on social media and let the, the audience vote on who had the best one. But Tony was doing that as a fan on the outside and then he came in. So I've been doing this show now for two years, you know, a little over two years um, with these two guys. And just recently they're like, oh, you know, you should do the Glick show or do a show on your own. And I've done a couple. And it's 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 such a different world when, you know, when you're trying to do a, a podcast on your own because you feel like a jackass. You don't have that 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 second or third chair to to kind of lean on if there's a law. And, you know, the chats aren't yeah. always coming through, um, you know, fast. So I, I totally understand that, you know, trying to do it on your own. That shit, it's tough. So I tried to come in with like, yeah. I'm going to talk for an hour. I'm going to do an hour, hour and a half, but I'm going to have a topic. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But yeah, so so you and AJ originally started it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we were kind of figuring out what we were going to do, like how we were going to approach the whole idea because I didn't have any of the equipment or nothing at the time. Uh, so we agreed, all right, boom, we're going to do it. Then um, there was another guy in promo named uh, Anthony Puglisi, and he went by Pugs. And he was good friends with AJ, and I guess AJ had told him the idea, and he's like, hey, do you mind if I jump in with y'all? And I was on the fence because I didn't know who the guy was at first, and AJ said he, he has access to a studio. I was like, he's in. He's fucking in. Let's do it. He's he has in. access to a studio. He's in, 100% in. Because he went to uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And he became like, uh, uh, like he works there too. So once you graduate, you get free studio time, and then he's in charge of scheduling. So he always had us perfectly booked. And once the place closed down, we were able to do our show uninterrupted. So we decided to yeah do it at there. Uh, it's all the way. Uh, it's like forty minutes from me and rush hour. I had to drive there, but I didn't care. I just wanted to start working on my craft and get more comfortable behind the mic. And it was uncensored, right? So it was fun. So we were all in. <clears throat> we did great. Everything was going well. Um, it was a little different show back then because we were still trying to figure out what, what we were. And we all had different ideas of where we wanted to go with it. And back then, because it was us three, I, it was kind of like we it was majority rules. Whatever we all agree on, we'll do. Once COVID hit, and, like, stuff started going well. I was going through shit, and I really couldn't even do the show. And we lost access to the studio. Things started falling apart, and the guys lost commitment. So AJ dropped off first, then Puzz, and uh, it was just me and uh, my friend George. I brought him on because he was a great addition because we grew up together, kind of like, you know, you guys said. So someone who grew up with me, we have a lot of relatable stories. He's a stand-up comedian. I'm on the radio. Cool. We can build off this. And we had him feature a couple of times. And, you know, we used to be on Spotify. Those would be our highest, highest listened to episodes because they were just funny. And if you listen to the, to the, the lazy ass podcast, you'll know George is different and he's not afraid to talk about shit, anything really. You know what I'm saying? So he just started adding that wild factor. Yeah. So then, you know, George and me started doing it. And then um, we always wanted to bring a girl in. And we were going to bring my homegirl in at one point, but she moved out of the city, so we couldn't bring her in. 
And then, you know, the Calta cruise came up and I brought one of my homegirls on the cruise and we had an episode where we just talked about the cruise, but everyone loved the episode she was on and they're like, yo, you needed a girl, you should bring her on. So we're like, fuck it, let's bring her on. But now yeah, I run that shit like democracy, like whatever I say goes and shit. Now it's not no majority rules. It's fuck it. I've been working on this since the beginning. This is my podcast, but I'll hear y'all out. There'll be give and take, but I get final, I get final say. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Sounds like he's got the same mentality I have, Tony. It's my you show. Gotta do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, bro. I'm the, Tony, yeah, fall I, in line. I, you know, I, that's kind of how I, I, I do a lot of shit behind the scenes. I just do things. And, and then like these guys will be like, oh, hey, and I, you know, and I'm like, well, just run it by me first. Just don't, don't, don't surprise me on the show. Just run it by me. And, and you know, and, you know, if we run with it, we run with it. Um, but I, I mean, I do the same thing because, um, you know, we, <laughs> we have a tendency to air our grievances and stuff on air. And, and, and about a week and a half ago, the three of us really kind of got into it. Uh, to the point where Jeff, my other, you know, our other co-host, he actually just stormed off. He just left. Shit. He's like, "Fuck, <laughs> damn!" I ain't talking to him a goddamn self. And, <laughs> and uh, I tried reaching out to him, and 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 he wasn't responding to me. And, and Tony and I did the show that next Monday. We it happened on a Saturday, and then Monday, and I was like, "Well, I might be doing a show on my own. I don't know if Tony's going to show up or not." But Tony and I had a conversation behind the scenes and stuff like that. And then, and I told Tony after the show, I was like, I don't know what's going on with Jeff. I've reached out to him. I've messaged him. He's he's reading them. He's he's not responding. He's reading them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and then he showed up on that Wednesday. But you know, sometimes you you reach that point where, and, and like I said, you know, we don't we don't sugarcoat anything. We're real. If we can't be real with ourselves, then how are we gonna say we're real? If I, we have an argument on the show, we're gonna have an argument on the show. Fuck it. And I ain't delete. Yeah. I'm not. I, I don't, Edit shit. I'm not the one that I've only edited one show, and I've only deleted one show and not, and taken it off of the internet. And both of those per were were per Tony's request, and we talked outside of the show, and I understood where he was coming from. So, as you know, I didn't want to be a complete dick, um, so I I just scrubbed them. You know, I scrubbed yeah. one whole entire show, which outside of the, and it wasn't even a fight amongst ourselves. It was just with the haters. But I'm the type of person I'll ignore you for so long, but then I'm gonna because as you know, I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna watch and I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna collect my ammo. I'm gonna collect my dirt. And then when I unleash <laughs> hell, I don't give a fuck about your feelings because at this point in time, I've ignored you and you keep coming and acting silly. Now I'm bringing all kinds of fire and and just setting yeah. everything up. Uh, so it was one of those times and Tony was like, Hey man, I know you were mad, but if we can drop it, I'm like, don't worry about it. I got you. And then there was one that I just heavily edited. So <laughs> listen to the replay. It sounds really fucked up, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still a good show. But no, the addition of, uh, <laughs> you know, I've thought, I've talked, I've thought about it and, I, and we've kind of flirted with the idea of adding a girl on the show. I'm just hesitant to add a girl on the show because a, I don't know anybody that, that, that well. And, and, and B, we have a tendency to go on tangents and, and, and a lot of women are, are, you know, and it's not a shot. It's not a jab at them. They're easily offended. 
and and, yeah, and today society. Yeah. So, and I don't want to, and I don't want to turn our show into something where we have to walk on eggshells and pussyfoot around subjects if something comes up because we don't want to have a, a a goddamn meltdown. Which we, you know, and it's like, well, you know, have a meltdown on my show, fucking leave. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, and that night, and, and I'm just not one to kiss ass. I mean, yeah, who I am at the end of the day. So, but she's she's been a really cool addition to the show, and I and I like George on the show too. You know, I listened in the earlier days with you guys, with you and AJ and and, and whatnot, and then kind of you know you you guys kind of fell off and kind of disappeared, and and then all of a sudden you've come back with this resurgence, and I like the three of you on the show. You guys are are an awesome. A mesh of chemistry. Um, I appreciate that, it. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's where I'm grateful for. Like, we use Streamyard because um, Tony's in Georgia, I'm in Ohio, and Jeff is in Cancun. And that's the great thing about <laughs> Streamyard. Streamyard is, I send out the links. I mean, you're in Florida. Uh, you know, you're down there in Tampa, and boom, we can all hang out, and, and there's really not much of a delay or anything like that. Um, but then I, then I use actually just switched over to a new platform, um, for distribution. So the podcast is literally everywhere, <laughs> you know, it's on Spotify <laughs> that, uh, but since I switched over to this new platform, that's distributing it out and everything, um, not only are we growing, but they've actually hooked us up with sponsors. So now there's that yeah. sort of make money off of the show after two years, but since we've switched over. You know, we're getting double what we were getting on Spotify, and it's not like huge numbers. It's not like we're putting up, you know, a thousand listens an episode or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When you when you go from a certain number that's been consistent for for two years, um, you know, in, in two years we had about four hundred or four about four thousand downloads and listens through Anchor, distributing it through Anchor. Since I've switched over to ZenCaster. In the in three weeks, we're over five hundred downloads and listens. So it's like you know, do the math, good, yeah. yeah, do yeah. the math, see who's really actually helping the podcast grow and push the podcast and and getting it out there where people can can hear it and see it and listen to it. So you know, and when you're doing it, that's at the end of the day, that's that's the name of the game. You want people to listen, you want people to see it, you yeah. want people to hear. It. You know, um, that's why I kind of jumped into the this this new. After our argument, I had to sit down and I had to really think and, and have me a Michael Jackson moment and talk to the man in the mirror, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, yeah. and re and, and kind of remastered the show with what I want to do and how I wanted to operate. And one of those things was was bringing guests on. I don't care how big or small your podcast is or how big or small you are. Um, you know, it's something that we've always wanted to do is have guests. We've had a few. Um, probably our biggest was... Um, our two biggest were Chris Cluey, former NFL player. He was a punter for the Minnesota Vikings, probably one of the greatest punters in NFL history. But unfortunately, his career was cut short because of his, uh, I won't say political views, but he, he was a very strong activist and ally towards the LGBTQ. So, okay. and, and he said it himself, that that's part of the reason why he thinks his NFL career was 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 so short, but he was a great guest, man. He came on here. We didn't know what the hell to expect, but he came right in 
and was just rolling with the punches, talking shit to the point where with, before the show was over, he was like, I come back again. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> That's awesome. He was like, when's the next show? Oh, Saturday night. All right, I'll see you Saturday night. I was like, shit, <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> hmm. And then one of my favorite rock bands, Blacktop Mojo, we had their lead singer um, on here a few months back, and that was just kind of one of those fangirl moments for me. It was like, holy shit, I've been listening to this band for almost 10 years. When we started the show, I had reached out to them and said, you know, because we, I, I wanted to have breaks and be able to take, you know, that five-minute, six-minute break, so grab a, grab another refreshment. I, I like to drink, make, go recycle beer, whatever. Um, so I wanted to have music incorporated and I didn't think I was going to hear back from them, but I didn't want to play their music without permission. And it was like less than five minutes. They hit me back. Absolutely, man. Just shout us out, tag us. You can play as much as our music as you want. Hell yeah. Cool. So that's we started, awesome. Yeah. Then we finally got, you know, it, was, it, it took a long time because those guys are always on tour. I swear to God, they're, they're like, they're the, they're like probably one of the hardest working musicians I've ever seen in my life because they, they come back from from tour, they're off tour for like three weeks, they record a whole ass album, and then they go back on the road for three months. Shit. <laughs> uh, it, you know, when we got Matt, the lead singer, uh, he was literally, they were leaving that night, he was on the tour bus, they were going to their next stop the next morning. And, and it was just like, okay, this is kind of surreal that this little know-nothing podcast, you know, we're actually getting some names on here. Uh, even you, man. I mean, you know, you might not believe it, but this is kind of a big deal for me having you on here, you know, because as a fan, you're the guy I listen to on the radio all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Like, this is the guy that I, I'm like, I like this dude. I really like this dude. And then now you're here and it's just like, holy shit, this is kind of, this kind of surreal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I always, so with this whole bone thing, like, it was, you know, with meeting, like, listeners, fans, whatever you want to call them, I was getting humbled a lot more when I would have random interactions with some. Like, I was at another job once, and uh, I was offering, I was doing uh, samples for, like, Miller Lite and all this shit, and I gave this guy a sample, and he said something to me under his breath, and I didn't hear him, and I just kept handing out samples. I was all the way in Sarasota. I don't know if you know Florida like that, but it was like... Yeah four cities away from me. Uh, so then yeah. I, I give a sample to his friend and he goes, you're dizzy, right? I'm like, what? And he, Cause like no one calls me that really just unless I know you. Uh, and he's like, you're from Roger and JP shows. Like, how did you know that? He's like, I can tell with the voice and blah, blah, blah. And then it just started snowballing. Cause I would get on air more and like people would start recognizing me. And I always knew like, if someone knows me, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a conversation. With them. They no took the time to find out who I am and, appreciate me i'm gonna have a conversation with you so people like you who are good fans and cool people and you have podcasts i'll go check out the stuff and if you're not a weirdo i'm like fuck yeah let's do it let's have a let's let's do a show you know what i'm saying because there's another guy i've done a podcast with uh and same thing but before i went on same thing i did with you i went and listened to some of it to make sure i'm not going on some weirdos show or you know something that i might not align with the best you know what i'm saying so but if you're a cool people, yeah, man, let's chop it up, bro. I'll, I'll always have time for cool people. You know what I'm saying? So, and with your podcast, I think you should, what you just said earlier with the guests, keep doing that, bro. Keep having them guests on. Because when we oh, were yeah, killing absolutely. it with the podcast, yeah, numbers with the, with, the, with the people you bring on, that's how you get new fans. 
uh, I have had random people, like a friend of mine was like, hey, my, my boy listens to your podcast. I was like, what? What are you talking about? How did they know about my podcast? She was like, oh, he follows some comedian and you have that comedian on and he posted it. So he listened to the show and he's a fan of it. I'm like, God, they're cool, bro. Straight so, networking. Straight networking. Yeah, exactly, bro. So I, I, I've, I'm trying to get guests back in here. We've been working on the home studio and shit. So once yeah. that's up and working better, we're going to be pushing guests out all the time, all the time. Every episode, we'll have a guest. Like, that's and, the best and, thing you could do. And you're kind of lucky down there where you are, uh, down there in Tampa, because, uh, A, I mean, there, there's a lot of amazing – and I've been down there a few times. Um, uh, I came down a couple years ago, um, and I was actually on Hoppy Hour. Um, I got a friend of mine that does the Kevin Hawley show. Uh, he used to, he hasn't done one in a while. Now all of a sudden he's a stand-up comedian, a guy yeah. who comes up with us. Uh, Stan, him and him and his uh, buddy Mike used to do open mic live. Um, unfortunately, COVID kind of killed that for them because that was their that was their whole niche was they had a home studio, so they were bringing in all this local talent, musicians and yeah. comedians, and and you know um, they were real good friends with like Rio Paris and 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 Cam, you know who have since started to blow up obviously cam blew up uh but rio's starting to blow up and stuff like that so they were bringing all these guests in and hanging out with all these guests and and it's all about networking but it's also at the same time you want to make sure you have guests that like if i'm going to promote you being on the show at least try to return the favor like if i you know like you did today i mean you i threw up a post and you threw up a couple posts that way that not only are our fans going to get introduced to you but your fans will be able to get introduced to like you said, these and, and like I said, you guys are in Tampa. I mean, they're starting to take over the comedy scene as being one of the big spots in the country. You know, it's yeah, not it's yeah. not in, in LA anymore. Tampa's becoming a a huge hub for comedy, and that's great for yeah. you guys. You know, since you're down there and you want to run a show where you have a lot of guests come on the show and and come through because you never know when you're going to have like like the next Burt Kreischer that rolls through the studio and you're going to be like, hey. I knew I knew him or her since back when, <laughs> you know. Exactly, you exactly. Established relationship already, you know. You know, like Mike and Bert, they've been friends for twenty plus years, way before Bert yeah. blew up. And now all of a sudden, they've got that friendship and that that relationship. So you know, and and I enjoy having guests on the show. We have fun just running the show on our own. You know, we kind of we've we went through several transformations, and we're going through one now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, where we would just get on here and hang out. It was like, yeah, that's fun and cool, but people only want to listen to us tell the same story so many times. They, I mean, I got yeah. where Glick's coming from. Yeah, we got uh, a niche. Yeah, we got a style. Glick got a purpose, and a lot of times we do divert from the purpose. That's the only reason why I try to stay quiet about it because he knows exactly what he wants to do, and I get that. And we be having fun up here. It just gets reckless, but that's when the conversation we used to have when we was on the formal platform. We would just start with something and run for hours. Mind <laughs> you, it wasn't even necessarily about beefing. It was just everybody conversating and having fun with it. That shit was priceless to me, and that's why I was guilty. I actually apologized to him more than once. He's like, no, you're fine. I said, no, nah, because we be acting up. And me and Jeff have a good time acting a fool up here. We do. Yeah. But, you know, he comes in. We'll do a purpose. And one time I said, you know what? We're just going to run whatever he wants to do, and then we'll cut up afterwards to finish the time out. And it's worked. It, it, it's crazy how many different ways – this joker can have people talk up for three hours, three times a week. It's ridiculous, but people enjoy it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good, bro. And that's true. I like that's it. True. Yeah. So what do you think is like the next step for y'all's show? I'm following his purpose because that's what he wants to do. Um, I do my own stuff too. So I try to do things his way. I don't like going on nobody's show and throwing it off. When I first started, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a guest or somebody else that's just having a QA as a Christian versus an atheist, and I was a Christian. Those are the ugliest conversations you ever want to have. Let me be clear. Atheists oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With it, and them yeah. fuckers don't care. It's disrespectful. Yeah. But here's the kicker. They got their proof. <laughs> they got a bunch of shit in their defense. I'm like, okay, I get it. I just know how I was raised and what I was brought up in. And I can tell you this. I can tell you this. And they come with theirs. But me, I love conversating with people. If they had a topic that I can engage or contribute to, I would jump in. A lot of times, sometimes I may listen to hear other people's aspects, but I try to contribute to a conversation. When I met this some bitch over here, they were, <laughs> I was just laughing. I watched them for about a month or two because I would come in for a little bit and just watch them tripping out. I'm like, okay, they're having fun. Then they started doing top fives, and I'm like, shit, I'm going to throw my top five in. I had fun doing that. They were like, you want to come on? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm here for the top five. I, no I can do top five shit all day. And we had fun. We did it for months. We got tired of it. I didn't blame them. I didn't blame him. I was just having so much damn fun. Then we just well, you know, we, we bring up the top five every once in a great while, and it's it's cool to bring up every once in a while. But we were literally doing it every week, and it, and we just ran its course. You know what I mean? No, hundred percent. We did the same too. thing with and the right, podcast. We, did run this course we started running out of shit to come up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're right, though. Once you're doing the same thing like this bit, like yeah, it's fun. But after a while, it does get kind of stale because we did the same thing. We had like a like a tier thing. Where you rank like, oh, what's the best sports movie? And we kind of have like a knockout competition of that. what it is. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. But every week you're doing it, it gets kind of stale. And even we kind of felt it like, oh, man, people probably tune up for this part, you know. So you do got to mix it up and then just bring it back once in a while. One of the things I do like that you said that with the Christian and the atheist thing being a hard talk, that's something to see. Religion and politics are two things I don't talk about. Because Wait, I feel was, like those are two things you'll never convince the other side to get to your side. So you're just going to alienate yourself away from an audience. You know what I'm saying? It gets yep. emotional. And that's when I'm like, nah, you don't get emotional until they start going deep yeah. and trying to call you out on shit. Don't call me on it. Let's just drop the facts on shit and we'll go from there. It ain't that hard. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when Jeff and I started this show, I told him, I said, I got two rules, man. Because at the end of the day, this, you know, I... It is. It is what it is. Sorry, Tony. I know you don't like that, but this was. This is my. This is my baby. This is. This yes. is my brain. Oh, this is. This is yeah. my dream. Right. Here, this show, and growing it, and expanding it, and growing a community of other podcasters that have this. Not necessarily. We don't have to have all the same style, but have the same mindset where we want to look out for one another, help each other grow, push each other, and support each other. Um, but I said no politics, no religion. Now, yeah. do we break the politics rule? Yes. Barely. But the barely, barely, barely. Barely. And I will say, I, let's, let's we, be honest about that. We kind of do si do every once in a while with politics. But the great thing about the three of us is Jeff is very far right wing. Tony's more left. I won't say he's a left wing lunatic, but Tony's way on the left. Jeff's way on the right. I kind of hang out in the middle because I can see both. So sometimes I see both point of views. Sometimes both sides really piss me off. But the three of us together, we can have a conversation. So we kind of we kind of do a little one-two step every once in a while with politics or a political uh, story. But story, the fact yes. that 
are all three willing to listen to each other? And 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 Tony said it. Oh shit! Oh, look, I didn't think about that. I didn't realize that. Or I said, Oh damn, Tony, my bad. And even Jeff, as far right wing as he is, and he really is a right wing nutbag. Um, Steve he's even was good. That guy's. You're right. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, brother? Mark, you're you're offended because you're you're British. Jesus, your teeth still in the yeah. heart. She's right there. <laughs> What's going on, Steve? Um, so you know we we've got a, the three of us have a really good chemistry, and, and I think over the last since Tony's joined over the last you know a little over a year, a little about a year and a half, we've developed a really tight bond between the three of us that not a whole lot's off limits, and if something's going on, we're either gonna ha we're either gonna hash it out or air it out on the air, or we're gonna talk behind the scenes. Absolutely. Yeah. But we definitely don't ever not talk about shit if something's bothering us. Um, and I think that's kind of the cool thing that, that allows us to keep the chemistry that we have and be able to have the conversations that we have. And we do discuss a lot of – like I'm trying to bring it back around to discussing more uh, trending news topics, more uh, pop culture type shit so that the conversation – Definitively trending news topics. Absolutely. Yeah, so the conversation stays rolling so we're not locked in on – one topic for for because we do a three hour show. I mean, yeah, even a three hour show. I got to go to bed. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I feel well, or or if you're like Jeff and I, fucking Saturday night. Oh my god, I saw Jesus. You too, <laughs> we forgot we were live. We're Jeff and I were just sitting here, just just bullshitting away, talking about this, that, and the other thing. Just just having a good time and i looked up and said jeff we're still fucking live bro and he was like oh yeah. shit six hours jesus bro six hours six fucking hours there ain't no way dog ain't no way yeah but i i i'd like to say six hours is is something major but i have done a 24-hour stream and i've done a 32 hour stream Hey, I'm with my boy Tony. Ain't no brothers doing that shit, bro. We'll give you a nah, couple hell, hours a week. We gone, dog. Got shit to do. <laughs> the longest I've ever done was a music marathon for three and a half hours. I yeah. did a new edition music marathon. I played all their videos, and I got tired. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> when I when I did the 24 hour one, it was it was 100 accidental. Um, I was married at the time. And my ex-wife and and my girls had come back. We were living down in South Carolina. They had come home for the week to Ohio to visit family and stuff like that. I couldn't because I had to work in the company I worked for. Yeah, I had vacation time, but it was very hard for me to take time off because it, 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 one of two things had to happen. Either I killed myself for the week leading up to vacation or I came back and I was a week behind after vacation. So I didn't take a lot of vacation. So it was a Friday and I, they were gone. I came home. I was bored. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to jump on Periscope. The next thing I know, <laughs> it was fucking the sun was coming up. I'm still drinking. I'm still having fun. I still had, you know, a ridiculous amount of people in my live watching and they're still chatting. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to keep going until and next thing I know it was, it, it was 24 hours later. And I was like, yo, I got to, I got to get off here. I'm going to get something to eat. Um, I'm going to take me a quick nap, but I'll be, because I usually did my show on Saturday nights at 10 o'clock. I said, I'll be back 
tonight at 10 o'clock, but I gotta go take a nap, get something to eat, and, and hydrate. I get some water in me. <laughs> and, then, and then the 30 plus hour one was basically the same thing, man. I, I started uh, doing a live stream. I was on TikTok uh, in the early afternoon. I was going through some shit. I was dealing with some shit in my head. So unfortunately for me, my my crutch has always been alcohol. I used to be a really bad alcoholic. Um, and I was in a real dark place, so I just started drinking. And next thing I know, it was 32, 33 hours later, I was still live on fucking TikTok. I had, been, Jeez. I had put three Jack <laughs> Daniels away and like four cases of beer. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> and I, but people were there. I was hanging out. I was having a good time. I was laughing. I was joking. I was just like, damn, I watched the sun go down. I watched the sun come up. I watched that bitch go back down, and it's going to be coming up real soon. Jeez. That's the only time I've ever done that. Yeah, right? <laughs> that is wild, dog. That's wild. But, so you got your uh, got Paul Patrol in the building. Is that the one that uh, got into a fight with the samurai? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a... My fucking dog right there, bro. That's Chaka, man. He's that's my ride or die right here, bro. Really loyal dog. Really loyal dog, man. I got him after the breakup because it's just something I wanted that companionship to cheer me up, and that's my dog right there. <laughs> that's my Folks, boy right the, there. Absolute the best companions to have, man. You know. Yeah. yeah. I, I with dogs. Uh, I haven't had a dog for a few years, uh, just because. I didn't have time. I didn't want to do one. And when I uh, met my now fiance and she moved in, she's got a dog and this damn dog from the first day I met her, basically uh, claimed me as her. So she drives me crazy. She's a bit dumb, but <laughs> he's an idiot too. too. They'll get along. My dog's a dumb ass too. Alone, Leave the dog alone. She's <laughs> a, a good dog. She, yeah. My sister wanna... said I should get one. And then I talked to like people like Galvin I was I was telling him the idea, and he's like, "Bro, get one. Trust me, it'll, it'll help you." And I went to look at a different dog, and uh, it was during COVID, and they were like, uh, I, "I didn't know this, but COVID, they were like, we're giving away the dogs because COVID's coming oh, up, wow. they need a home." So I got him for free, and I only saw him on a computer. I was like, "That dog was kind of dope," and I went and saw yeah. him. I was like, I'm "Taking this one, taking this one with me." So it was it was me and him the whole time, dog, hundred <laughs> percent. It, and I tell you what, man, I don't know how many pets you've had or, or dogs you've had, um, but those those rescues, those 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 shelter dogs, they're the yes. best dogs you'll ever have. Yeah, they're they're they're, yeah. they're the most fullest. They're 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 the most times they're the friendliest, and they'll be the greatest dog you've ever had in your life. I've had I've had a few of them, and I I I, I tell everybody, don't buy a dog from a breeder, don't go to a pet shop, don't go to the animal shelter. You are the best dog you will ever find in your life. And I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that uh, until I got one. Like, I, yeah. if I, like, if I didn't have a dog and you told me that, in my head I'd be like, man, I don't know, man. I might just buy it. But you're 100% right. The, the way to go is adopting them, bro. You're 100% right. They say, I think, um, shop, don't adopt. No, sorry, adopt, don't shop. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, so I get yeah. it, bro. I totally get it. Kids, shop, don't adopt. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro. So he's my dog. You know that's that's why. Like right now, like I've been living my best single life. I don't care. I don't need 
someone right there with me, a woman, because I got my companion shit. I'm, I'm cool with my dog. And, you know, if I need to meet the ladies, cool. Now I got the free time and I don't have to be hankered down by one girl right now. Because I did that. My ex-fiance, I was with her 16 years, dog. 16 years. So I did the relationship shit, you know? Shit. Yeah, yeah dog. Cool. I was like, yeah, bro. So after you do a long time, a long bid like that, <laughs> you switch it up real fuck, quick. Man. I just got, my divorce just got finalized December. It's still fucking me up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm like yeah. Tried to move on, but yeah, me within myself, I, I just got to be honest. I wasn't all the way over the hundred percent that I put into the marriage, and a lot of people yeah. got to understand yeah. it about folks. You got to get, you got to get past that. That's a hard phase to get over. You try yeah, to be dog. with somebody else after you go hundred percent with one person. You can't. It, it's, yeah. There's only so much you can do, and that's I, just, I, that's yep. against the person you try to move on with. I, I was yep. a complete. I, I was with my ex-wife for 17 years, and when she left, I was like, "Oh!" It was yeah. like, a, it was like, a, it was like a huge weight was lifted off my chest. But at the same time, we also stayed together for 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 several years past our expiration point because we had kids, and that just made things that much worse. And 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 you know, and we get along like. She drives me crazy, and if she fall off a cliff, I wouldn't be upset today. Mm-hmm. But we get along pretty well. We co-parent pretty well. I mean, I do have my kids full-time now. Um, but, um, yeah, we get along pretty well, all things considered. But we stayed together way longer than we should have. So when when finally, when she said she was leaving me, I was, it was like like the first couple of days was like, fuck. Like, this sucks. It, it took me almost a year. And then, and then oh, it took shit. me – it took me a couple months to get past because the kids weren't really wanting to be around me. And, and I don't blame them. I was not in a good place when, when she left mentally. Um, I was, I was kind of fucked. Um, and, you know, so that was harder than her actually leaving was the kids not wanting to be around me for those first few months and only getting to see them limited time. Um, yeah. But outside of that, I, you know, I was good, but I mean, I kind of, bounced around from relationship to relationship i was i was engaged again and then basically went down the same road with her that i was with with my ex-wife she was basically fucking everybody but me (laughs) and then i was like fuck it i'm done i'm not doing this shit no more i told these guys i said i'm gonna be fucking single i i don't care about women nothing blah 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 and then my fiance came into my life and it was like all right now i realize i had to make that one last mistake I did ghost her before she yells out from the bathroom at me. <laughs> I did ghost her. <laughs> and then we reconnected. But it was like, all right, okay. I had to make that one last mistake. She had to make that one last mistake to finally solidify this is where we're supposed to be. So now yeah. I got, now I think, you know, now I think I've finally got through all my bullshit. Hopefully she's got through all her bullshit. We found, we each found that one and she's stuck with me now because I told her the only other option is buried in the backyard and me moving to Cancun. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely feel that. I mean, my shit was definitely a bad one too. It took me more than a year to get over mine because when we separated, for once you broke up with me when I was on air, dog. I was on SBK show and she sent me a text like it's like, we, we've run its course it's over and i'm like i'm like i remember like in the movies you know when you like hear the 
type of sound. It was like that. Yeah. Like it was like a flashbang went off, and I couldn't hear anything anyone was saying. I was just like, "Bitch, what on air? Yeah. You're doing this to me?" I and shit like work. that. My lawyer called me. My lawyer said the divorce was finalized. I was like, "Okay, thank you." And I said, "It was yeah. ten seconds. My soul dropped." Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog. My, yeah, it, it we were separated about a year and a half, almost already. I want to say about almost it was about two years, but it was something. Something still there for her. I ain't gonna lie. We had yeah. to go out. Um, I was taking my youngest back to her, but her and her daughter, my old, my stepdaughter, they was at the dinner. They were like, "We're gonna go eat." Y'all come up here. We're like, "Okay, cool." So we went up there. And we could still trip out and act out and bug out, but I'm kind of restricted on how free and fun I was with her. So I still got a little bit of yeah. block and I still got pain. I ain't gonna lie. But I went, yeah. I literally moved here for her. I literally got this job for her. I did all this yeah. shit because the one thing I promised, if I was to ever get married, I'm gonna have my shit together and we ain't gonna have nothing to worry about. We didn't have no real issues except how much money we spent. That was pretty much it. I was in place. I was at, I was where I've been working to be all my life. So to lose that. Yeah. You know, you can't promise that with anybody else after you try once. I mean, I was actually at a point, I was so hurt at one point, I was calling exes and apologizing them for how I treated their asses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah dog, I feel that. You know, you're into you as much as you're into anybody else and think about that shit. You got to go So it, it was wearing me out, man. I'm Next month will be three years since we separated. Yeah. And we was married. We, we separate after the seven and a half year mark. We didn't even hit the eight year mark. And I always told people, whenever you get out of a relationship, take half the time you was in a relationship to recover, which is kind of what I've been trying to do. And I still go through shit. I can make oh, people yeah. hear me there, but what you're seeing out here with these, and I'm going to go ahead and say this for both genders. The motherfuckers you meet right now, all they want is what they can get out of you and how much you're going to do for them. They mm-hmm. are two separate yeah. things. They sound yeah, yeah. the same, but they are two separate things. So you almost can't trust a motherfucker right now. Yeah, yeah, you can't, bro. Yeah, and I'm gonna talk to the heterosexual, the homosexual, the pansexual, the bisexual, the all the multisexual motherfuckers, and my fellow fellow heterosexuals. We (laughs) society. You better call a bunch of your exes and fix that apology and go back with them because you try with some of these new motherfuckers, right? Well, and and and, and, that's real shit. Yeah, and like you said, Tony, but I, I think that's the difference between, you know. I think that's why I I reacted the way that I did when 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 my ex wife left and we finally separated. We had both checked out. We had both checked out on our marriage a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. there before kids, but you know, up up until I met my fiance now, up until I met Nikki, I never had that partner who actually was a real partner who wanted to grow together and 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 actually create a life together. It was oh, what what are you going to bring to the table? What am I going to bring to the table? Where now it is so weird for me. I can't speak for her, but it's so weird for me to have that like a, a for real fucking partner. Somebody, you got a partner, that, yes, I was going to say that. You got a partner, yes, life together, yeah. growing together. Um, and you know where she slips and stumbles, I pick up. Where I slip and stumble, she's right there. I got your back. It's like a real. It's jump like, in on that too when you finish. Let me know when you finish. I want to jump in on that. So I think that's where where my mindset's a little bit different now with her than what it was in previous relationships I was in. Where For now sure. it's like because you know what you deserve now and what to expect now. And that was the other thing. And the, the last two relationships I was in, I learned, unfortunately, the hard way, 
that it's okay for me to know what I want. It's okay for me to know what's good for me. And it's okay to voice that and express that and say, this is what I'm, what I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I deserve. And, and she does the same. And we, right, right there, we meet right in the middle and it's like, all right, all right, I got to bend a little bit for this. You got to bend a little bit. I mean, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. She's a Steelers fan. Ah, I can't fix that. She was, she had terrible parents, but. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right, Doug. One of the things you learn too is like, you can be in love, but you're not happy. And that's Mm -hmm. like something people don't realize. You can be in love and still not be happy. And that's that's kind of what it was at yeah, dog. And that's what happened to me at the end. Like, I was in love with my ex fiance. Yeah. Yeah, dog. People don't get that. Like, you could be in love, but not happy, bro. I was in love with my ex fiance before she left. Oh, he dropped out real quick. But I was not happy. I was not happy at the end. So, it was a bad breakup and it broke me. Go ahead. You could be in love and not happy. That's some real shit because you could love a motherfucker that don't love you back. Yeah, yeah. Let's that's be kind clear. Of, that's kind of what it was. Yeah. With motherfuckers who ain't thinking about us, but we'll do anything yeah. to get a shot at them and then try to push. And people will feel the same way about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very heavy shit. What I wanted to say about yeah. clicking, I apologize for cutting you off. He was no, on ahead. a path of destruction and working it. So was she. Yeah. And their, their parallels aren't crossing negatively, if you will. And I see, yeah. that, I see that happen. I was cracking on him. I said, "Man, this shit ain't gonna last three months. This shit ain't gonna last four months. This shit ain't gonna last six months." I was counting down against them, and I'm a pick on the both. Yeah. Like I think they were using my countdown against me, and they just doing this shit to piss me off. So fuck the both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They are, and I'm happy for him, man. I know he wants to have somebody to be happy with, and she does too. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. They work in everything and they have it fun. It's not a job. A lot of relationships today, we got to work to stay together. We got to work to be together. There's not really a whole lot of fun and not a whole lot of comfortability with it. They are comfortable. I am happy for them straight up. That's that's what they got to be, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of us are assholes, male and female. I'm going to say we assholes on how we do shit. You can't be that way when you're with somebody. Y'all got to come home. Y'all got to think responsibilities. Y'all got to think children. Y'all got to plan future. That's what I do with my wife. I'm going to work. I'm going to work every day. I'm going to work every day. She's like, when are you going to relax? I'm not. We got shit to do. We we plan on having a baby. We plan on getting a house. We plan on having new cars. We plan on maintaining our careers. Then we got to also maintain what we accomplish. That was my whole mindset. My marriage, my happiness was coming home every day and not having nothing to worry about somebody to trust. Everything else was bullshit. Yeah, Everything yeah. Was bullshit. A lot of people don't do that in their marriages. They want to see what else they can do. They want to try and do this. They want to try and do that. You can't, we, man, I'll be here all day talking about this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, trust me, dog. On my way out with my ex, bro, like, I did everything. I Like, when I was living here, I, I sacrificed having my own place because she was finishing her master's and I was like, all right, I'll pay your rent and our shit there so it's still there and you can live comfortably. And I'll stay right. with my parents and I'll figure shit out. I'll sacrifice. We got right. this joint account. When we separated, she cleared my joint account, our joint account. Out. She took all the shit. You know, like there was See, a lot cool. of shit that's she hit me with at right the there. end. Yeah. That's and cool it was shit, she was yeah. one of those things like the punch out. You talked about the punch out. Like I told her, I was like, you're off of school this week. I'm going to fly you out come to this punch out. She didn't want to come out there for that. I was like, bitch, you don't even want to support me? The fuck? So 
at, near the end of it, I wasn't happy, like I said. And I realized, like, yeah, I'm in love with this girl, but I'm not happy anymore. So when she hit me with the, yes. with the breakup, it broke me, but I needed that. And I didn't learn that until the therapy that, like, all this shit, bro, like, that was the best thing to happen to you, dog. It was the lowest moment, and you were going through it. You were, like, the darkest part of your life, but it mm. was needed, dog, because now you know what you deserve. And now, and, like, and I say this all the time now, and I even posted this, like, today, like, my ex now, she could not afford me, dog. She could not, she she would never get this time now. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. she decided to, like, play the strong card, and she wanted to put roles on it and wanted to make me look like a villain, and that didn't go well with us, and we ended bad, and now it's like, bitch, you lost that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Facts. Exactly. And I was like, now I know, like, you'll never get this back now, and you're not going to get what you had with me, no matter where you go. You might get pieces of it, but you ain't going to get the whole thing that I gave you. You're going to regret it one day. And guess who's not going to be there to let you cry on their shoulder? Because I'm on the better shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's nice. why, like, Calton and them, they always talk about, like, the boats and shit. I show the fuck off with the bitches I be with now. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. I want... Uh-huh. Yeah, this a, lot women, a lot of women are comfortable with being the ones... People to know, like, I'm good. Yeah, exactly, dog. So... <laughs> It's yeah, no, it's like, a different. It's a different. Like being the ones that the women want to show off too. Some of us like that shit. I came from. Oh no, yeah. that's and that's that's one of the many things that you know that you know I love about Nikki, my fiance. She she don't hesitate, man. She 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 does not hesitate to show me off, right? and I ain't nothing special to show off. I'm just a big fucking white Sasquatch. You really you know, are not special to show off. You ain't just a big girl. silverback girl, <laughs> lum- <laughs> just lummoxing around, you know, and, and she don't like. <laughs> She, she shows me how she she's proud to tell everybody this is my man. This is my man. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's supposed to be, though, Glick. That's how it's supposed to be. That, 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 yeah. that's a long way, bro. I mean, that, it really does because I ain't never had that before. I ain't never had anybody that that showed me off. I was just like, oh yeah, that's my that's my boy. Oh yeah, you on cloud nine like a motherfucker. Yeah, what? I don't have kids right now, but I know like I kind of want kids for sure. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But for me, you, bro? I know when I. Uh, 35. 35 now. So I still got some time to get it in. Yeah, you oldest. <laughs> you were in your 20. <laughs> but now I was my, my ex oldest was born. And it take it'll change you as a man. When you become a Yeah, father, yeah, man, for sure. Man. And it's one it's of the things I know for sure is with so my my ex fiance, she was my high school sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? We started dating when I was eleventh grade, grew up. One thing I'm gonna tell my kids, whether it's a girl or boy. Don't fall in love with someone in high school and think that's that's your life now. Go out and spread your wings because you start putting up with shit because you're growing together. And yes. that might not be the person that's right for you. Like me now, I know my ex is not like what I want in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I put up with it because we were growing together and we started going in a different path. And that's why it didn't work because we she wasn't right for me. I know what I deserve now and I know what I want. And that's mm. only because I broke away from that. You got to break away from the things that feel safe and not be scared. You got to go spread the motherfucking wings and know what's best for you. A lot of a lot of people they get into a relationship and they and they become contempt, uh, yes. or, not contempt, but content. They, they feel the comfort, they feel a sense of safety, and even though, yeah. like you said, you was in love, and and, and I know I've been there, and, and I can't speak for Tony D. I've been in love. I ain't gonna you know, I've yes. been in love, but I wasn't happy. You know what I mean? 
yeah. but you yeah. you get kind of you, you get kind of locked in like okay I'm good and I'm comfortable this is cool this is this you know I don't want to rock the boat but then you also at the same time you kind of find yourself losing who you are yeah yeah you know, for sure in the in the last year or so I have come out I the, like the real me has come out where like before if I went out somewhere like if I was with somebody and I'd go out and we was at the bar or something like that, I would start to let a little bit because I'm 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 a big personality. Like I'm a big personality. I got a big voice. I, I'm when I'm at the yeah. bar, you know, I'm not a small dude. I stand out. I, you know, <laughs> so when I go to the bar, but I'm I'm friendly as fuck to everybody. You know, I, I I've never gone to a bar and 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 looked for a fight. I go and I'm like I'm making I'm making three hundred new friends tonight. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you like, yeah. walk in the spot. You you're looking to have a good time and hang out with people. That's all it is too. And, and, and yeah. there's always been a part of me when I've been in relationships that it, it, as soon as that starts to come out, I gotta I gotta rein it in. With Nikki, she's just like off the chain, uncaged, and she loves it. She sits back and laughs at me. She 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 runs over and she'll 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 dance with me. She'll hang out with me. I'll come introduce all three hundred of my new best friends to her. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's looking like, yeah, that's he's mine. <laughs> yeah, I love him. That's it's mine. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to kind of you know for the first time in, in in close to twenty years get to be me again and not you know like if I get a little bit too drunk and and, and I act a little bit too foolish the next morning or when we wake up she's not gonna be shitty with me. Right. She's gonna be yeah. fun of me. Vice versa, you know, she ties one off a little bit too much, and she's acting a little crazy. I ain't gonna be mad at her. I ain't gonna be shitty with her. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you had fun. That's all I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna make fun of you because you had too much tequila, but <laughs> right. but you know, it's it's that. nice. You know, it's nice to have that now and, and and realize, oh shit, I put up with a lot of shit for a lot of years, and now it's like this is kind of freeing, and, yes. and it allows. Yes. It's like this is me, and and in all honesty, you know, with the, as far as the show goes, it's it's made me better on this show in the last year because I am I'm not afraid to be myself. I'm not afraid to act a damn fool on this show and let and really let my personality fly because I know she's yeah, not going to yeah. be sitting out in the living room going, "Well, why the fuck did you say that?" Well, she, well, she's yeah. not giving you any restrictions. She goes, she like she was the other night, Saturday night. We had we had uh Stephen Jarvis on here from the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. And I was back, dude, we was cracking up. And and I'll and went out there and I said, I'm having a this this show is going way better. Because I didn't know what to expect expect from Steven. I thought he was gonna be a little bit more laid back, a little bit more timid. And he came in just guns a blazing. I mean, backstage, he came right in, like just ready to roll. I was back here rolling. He's like, I can't laughing. I said, Yeah, we're, we're we're having a blast. Um, so that, that's that's comforting and it's nice and it and it's it's that uh, um like that's uh, words are hard. Jesus. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just a good feeling. I kind of lost, I kind of derailed it happens. <laughs> no, I feel you. But you're you're right, bro. A lot of that stuff, like uh like I just thought like I was fooling my I was fooling myself with my ex. It would be like 
okay, I'm an extrovert. I'm all this shit. She's the opposite. That's what I need. I need the balance. I need the yin to the yang. But that's not true. It was one of the things I was just convincing myself. It's kind of like you read a horoscope and you convince that works for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're tricking mm-hmm. yourself to making it think it works, but it might not. So my thing is like, I need someone who's outgoing. I need someone who has matches my energy. And one of the things my ex did a big thing was with the bone. She held my career back. She wouldn't let mm-hmm. me do Drew Garabo's show. She wouldn't let me go on this show because she's like, I don't like the way they do things. I'm like, you understand this is like radio. It's a bit sometimes. She's like, I still, I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. She's like, she thought, she thought the whole bone staff was just racist. And I was crazy to even try to talk on that air. I'm like, no, we can't, you're crazy. Don't make me go there with these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> that's actually what I was, was going to say this was, see, I remember when you went through your breakup and stuff like that. And and I yeah. and I remember how you were previously on air. I mean, even even when even when Roger and JP kind of started to give you that first opportunity to be on the air more, you were a little bit more. Um, you you were kind of held back. You were kind of restricted a little bit. But then you yeah. know after you know again, I, I am a fan. I, I literally I listen from from six fifteen in the morning when I wake up until two o'clock. I'm not the biggest fan of Drew Garabo. I think he's kind yeah. of a douche, but I, I do like John. But um, I've never been a big fan of Drew. But I listen from from six fifteen when I wake up in the morning until two o'clock, and I still listen to Drew from time to time. I'm just not the biggest fan. But I've, I and then if I'm out and about during Mo's show, I, I'll listen to it. But usually I'm I'm home and I'm done for the day, and I'm working on this shit or doing this show. Yeah. Um, but I've seen that 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 transformation in you. Uh, from when you were engaged to now, and it's like, oh, okay, here, here's Dizzy's. Yeah. It's full Dizzy. He's got his, yeah, you know, throttle, no give, no fucks to give, and this is awesome. And I think it's, and that again, that leads to all those opportunities that now you're getting. You've got the after show, which you know, and and, and as a guy who worked at the Bone, and I'm just speaking as a fan, I know Carmen wasn't happy. She didn't like doing it. But she was kind of stuck doing it. Yeah, and she wanted yeah. out of it. I mean, that was huge for you. To, but now we get to see that that dizzy personality, that that fun, carefree. Nothing's holding you back. Yeah, you're gonna, and that's cool, and that's gonna open up all those doors. So yeah, I mean, when you're when you're able to be yourself, whether you're in a relationship or not, it makes a world of difference. At the end of the day, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's the other thing I try to find in their relationships, marriages. Being yeah. able to be themselves and have somebody to be happy right alongside with them—that's paradise. People do not yeah. have that. Yeah. yeah. Shit, I, I still sometimes I have relationship PTSD because uh, you know there'll be nights where I'll, I'll, I'll even even uh, uh, this past Friday night I actually <laughs> I was telling these guys I was up until two thirty posting new episodes and and I and I fell asleep on the couch and uh, <laughs> Nikki, Nikki woke me up. But I was like, oh, I'm done. I finally I got them all posted. All right, we can go to bed. And she's like, why don't, why don't we go live on TikTok? And I was like, okay. Right. And then the next thing I knew, the fucking sun was coming up. Jesus. <laughs> Going and, hard again, yeah. Yeah, and there was a part of me that when I woke up Saturday afternoon, when we woke up Saturday afternoon, there was a part of me that was like, shit, I'm going to be in trouble. Even though she was yeah. with me the whole time. 
So it's, it's like that 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 post or or past relationship PTSD. Like I know I didn't do anything wrong, but there was a part of me that was like, "Fuck, I'm about to get yeah. yelled at. She's gonna be mad at me." It was, we, we just got up and was like, "Fuck, it's two thirty. <laughs> we slept the whole ass. Day. We were gonna go to the beach Saturday and everything. It was just like, well, yeah, just day to hell." <laughs> yep, I feel that, dog. I feel that, bro. And. For sure, once I left this thing, like you said, I was kind of a little more filtered when I first started because when I would get off a shift or something, the odd chance she listened, she'd always have notes like, I don't like how you said this on air or that on air or this on air. So it was like filtered, 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 filtered. And it, it was starting to fuck with me, dog. And it mm -hmm. got to the point, too, where she would try to change things about, like, I don't like to do smoke weed, okay? You know me my whole time, and I've always smoked weed, basically. What the fuck yeah. is it? Why is it a problem now? You're nitpicking that on every little thing and trying to change me, and that wasn't working. <clears throat> and um, let me ask you something. One thing I looked. Yeah, the thing she was trying to change about you was it to better your image when you were broadcasting, or was it about you as a person? Because sometimes what they change about us, and I've learned this, what they're trying to change about us, our loved ones, they don't want us to look ridiculous online. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. Have you ever looked back at it from that perspective? I try to at times, but. No one else agreed with the shit she would say. Even like my fam and shit, like my parents and shit. We'd be like, no, like I don't know why you're listening to her with that. Gotcha. So you have more support than criticism. Yeah. I got you now. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You also have to understand, Personal. Tony, that when, when he when he was on these other shows, mm -hmm. everybody else was acting up and acting. And these are guys who you know, uh, Couch has been in the in the game since the early nineties. Uh, Galvin's been around for a long time on, on Mike Couch's show. Roger and JP have been together for what, eighteen years, seventeen years, something oh, like that. Yeah. So they've been they've been acting out for years ago. Mo Mo has always been Mo. Mo will always, whether you love him or hate him, there Mo's not going to be anything other than Mo. So these are guys that were acting out and acting and and and. and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dizzy, but you were kind of going with the flow. And, and not necessarily in a negative light, but you were falling in line. You were going with the flow. You weren't doing anything that they were doing or they weren't doing. You yeah. weren't out in left field all by yourself acting crazy where, you know, my ex-fiance used to do that when we would do this show. As soon as we would end the show, I, she would blow me up. I can't believe you said yeah. that. I can't believe you said this. Why, yeah. you acting, why are you doing yeah. that? Like So then it was hurting the show because then I had to censor myself. So I, I kind of feel what, what, what Diz is saying with, Kind of being, you know, call call spade a spade. You're getting censored. You yeah, are getting yeah, censored, 100%. but sometimes our critics and even, like I said, our loved ones, they're watching out for us yeah. when they tell us what's going on. Any and everybody yeah. that I've ever dealt with, the people like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing? I'm listen. I'm having fun doing a hobby and something I've been looking forward to do since I was a teenager. We got to let some shit slide. We got to take some blows. It's not always going to be everything's perfect. Even when I do my own yeah. shit, I would get criticism because I do this show with him. I do two other shows, two other people, and then I'll do my own thing. I can be up here seven days a week, no problem. Just broadcasting for no reason, hour, two hours off the rip. But everybody's yeah. always, I got people, a lot, my main support, I listen to them on purpose. I try to fix my stuff according to them. But then I also got people, do your own thing, don't worry about it. What we don't like, somebody else may. And there's probably going to be more of them because we don't. there's not a large number of us. And I really don't have a lot of viewers. But I listen to them because they're my main viewers. I'm always trying to keep my core fans. As much as I want to expand, I don't want to lose my core. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dog. I get that, bro. Yeah, what it came from with her, it was just she was trying to mold me into exactly what she wanted 
gotcha. know, it didn't now matter what sense. I wanted, yes. what was good for me. It's this is the man I want exactly this way. And if you don't do it, yes. we're going to have problems. And I wasn't cool with mm. me no more. And I was starting to push yes. back. And she wasn't liking that. So that's a lot that's what it came from. Yeah. I mean, like way back when I was with her, if you if someone would have been like, yo, you're going to host a show from 10 to 11 a.m. on the bone. I'd be like, no, I'm never going to fucking be able to do that. But once right. I broke up with her and I was able to be dizzy, just unfiltered who the fuck I am. It started yes. showing, you know, and I started getting more opportunities. More shows wanted me on, get more talking time, get little because subjects to do, to do and shit. You instead of somebody else. Yeah, Absolutely. they got mm-hmm. it. They're like, oh, this is what we've been missing. And a lot of people, like, when I am I was with her and even when I broke up, they're like, she never seemed right for you. I knew you were in love, but she didn't seem right for you. You you deserved something different than that. And I'm like, you right, you right. But, you know, love will gotcha. blind you, you know. Well, that shit will blind Dang. you, bro. Amen to yeah. that shit. Yeah, oh, that's what wearing glasses to this day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got five more minutes, dog, and then I got to bounce. But I'm having fun, so we got to do this again as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I, having I, a good time chopping up, y'all. Um, <laughs> I do have to apologize. Monday nights, uh, Tony and I have a tendency to uh, we get a little bit, we get a little, we get a little real, we get a little bit deeper. It's, it's uh, typically Monday nights are just Tony and I. Um, and we we might start out one way, but then we we start to we start to get a little bit deeper. We start to have a little bit more um, meaningful type conversations, not us just acting foolish and acting crazy. Um, but it's cool, man, because you know you you've said multiple times on here, and I, and, I, and I gotta I gotta give you your your you yeah I gotta give you a shout out, I gotta give you praise on this, man. Um, especially since you're 35, you're you're kind of close to that generation where where same generation as me. Tony was born in 1882. Uh, he's an old, uh, I'll be 42 in October. Don't tell my fiance. She thinks I'm 21. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, we were brought up in a generation and, and, and it might be different for you too, because you, you are, I mean, congratulations on your American citizenship, by the way. I know you got that. Wow. A while um, but, you know, you grew up in Canada and I, I believe you said your, your, your family's, and I might get this wrong. Trinidadian, Trinidad, Trinidad. Yep, from Trinidad. Yep, Trinidad. Yep, Trinidad. Was, yep. was good. So, so, you, know, you grow up. What's going on, Chris? You grow up with 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 men in your life, father figures, uncles, grandfathers, whatever. And and I know it was the same for me, and, and probably the same thing for Tony. You're not you're you're not allowed to show emotion. Men don't yeah. cry. Men don't show emotion. Men don't do this. Don't do that. Um, as a dad of a son, you know I chit chat with him quite a bit and hey what's going on you feeling okay you all right everything you know um the fact and we've talked and and, and trust me i've opened up more than on this show than i ever would have imagined i would um people get to kind of see a different light of me um so i got to give you praise on the fact that you out of nowhere i mean not even prompted or anything like that you you've said multiple times you went to therapy you were seeing a therapist and and you had discussions and stuff like that um, which is really cool, and and then you mentioned the fact of you know you would love you you know, you would love to be a dad if if the opportunity arises for you to be a dad, if you had a boy, would you try to change that mentality that you that that like for me like I said it was ingrained in me I'm from the country, um, I was told real men don't cry real men don't show their emotions we work we bust our asses we provide we protect we do this we do that. Um, if you had a son, even a daughter, I mean, I, my, 
I hope you don't have a daughter. I have two of them, and oh my god, <laughs> they are an emotional fuckery. <laughs> 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 you know, if and where's my and, dance partner? Fuck that. <laughs> 18 and that's Tony's dance partner. They come on here if she's here. They interrupt a whole ass conversation for them two to dance. That's but right. uh, you know, if if the opportunity was there for you to have children and to have a boy, would you take that opportunity to try to correct what may or may not have been instilled into you and let him know, hey? It's okay to to show your emotions. It doesn't make you any less of a man or anything like that. You know, you're you're gonna be a man no matter what. Yeah. Not, that, that lack of emotions doesn't make you any less, or that too much emotion doesn't make you any less of a man. Would you kind of start instilling that into into your into your son? Uh, <clears throat> well, one of the things I kind of mentioned on here, and you you touched on it, is like I've been coaching forever, forever. I started coaching when I was fifteen. And I'm still yeah. doing it. So half my more than half my life I've been coaching. Uh, it's been co-ed when I was first starting because my parents owned the league and it was co-ed. So blah blah blah. But even now, now I'm coaching the same boys for the same three seasons now, and uh, they're like they're like my sons. You know what I'm saying? I, I try to teach them shit. When we had our first season as a team and we lost a big tournament and they were like crying and shit and they were like afraid to cry. I'm like, bro, you got to be able to cry. I was like, part of being a man is being able to show those emotions, not hide them. You got to let it flow because we're all human, bro. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up. You got to learn from them. So it's okay to cry. It doesn't make you any less of a man. And I've known some of the toughest motherfuckers in the world, and I've seen them cry. Absolutely. My best friend. You tell, your son, yeah. tell your son to cry around you. Yeah. If you yeah. want to cry, come here. Come here because I ain't going to shame you. The yeah. rest of the world, but I'm not. So you get it out around exactly. me. And you get back out there and you face the world like you're supposed to by the bloodline. Yeah, exactly. You got to be able to cry. You got to be able to let your guard down. Uh, but you also got to be able to embrace the love and shit. Like, like my brother, like I said, he was my best friend. Every time we talked, when we hung up, I love you, bro. All right, I love you too, man. You can't be afraid to do that shit, bro, because you got to be able to show those emotions and stuff as a man, because that's what it takes. So for me as a, as a father, when I become one, there's a lot of things that like my dad did that I don't think we're the greatest things and I'm a change for sure. But also just learning from what I went through in life about like relationships, work ethic, mm -hmm. you know, anything. Maturity, education, experience, all of that shit. Thing with women and shit. Cause I've been through dark times. Like I don't say it too much on air because some listeners are just assholes. They'll, they'll weaponize shit you say. Yeah. Have to use it against you. you know what I'm saying? But I'm yeah. not afraid to say it. I've said this on my podcast and I'll even say it now with you guys. When I went through that bad breakup, I was Baker acting. I didn't know what to do. My life was just like fucking hit a wall. Remember, I lost my girl, lost this investment. Fucking the radio shit wasn't going the greatest. I didn't know what to do. And like in my head, I was like, well, my best friend, my brother, he took his life. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be just gone, dog. And I hit the wall. And that's why I was Baker acting. I had therapists way before I even got the Baker acting. But when I was sitting there, and it was during COVID, so when I got Baker acted, and no one on it, not, not that many people on air know. I think the only people who know on air are Drew Garabo, Mike Calta, and uh, SPK. Only through that know on air. But um, And John Brennan, obviously, because I had to call him. When I was literally getting arrested by the cops, they, they, I got to call my job, bro. They're going to fire me. But yeah, yeah. I was in there during COVID, and I couldn't have visitors. So I was in there alone with my thoughts and, like, the screams of crazy people, blah, blah, blah. 
And it took me being there and like being able to call like my cousin Jojo and shit and like him telling me like, dog, this is like, she doesn't care. Like you hit rock bottom and she, she doesn't, she didn't even call your parents. She knows what's happening right now. She didn't call your parents. I was like, he's like, all you got is like your family, you and like people like me, dog. So he's like, embrace it and forget about the bullshit. And that really like clicked with me in that moment. I was like, bro, I'm never going to be this low again. No one will ever make me feel this way, whether it's a woman, a person, a listener, whoever the fuck. Like, I'm going to do better things. I'm never going to feel this way again. Because, like, I hit it well when I was fucking going through it. Like, you would see me and I'd be smiling. Soon as I'm gone, depressed. Not talking to anyone. Not wanting to go to the showers. Not wanting to change. Not wanting to just alone in my thoughts. And thoughts will control you. You know what I'm saying? So I was fucking low. And I um, learned I'm, from it. And I'm glad. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, that's been one of my biggest problems. I don't, I don't have a, um, a very big circle of friends on purpose because I've been burned so yeah. many times. You know, I joke on here that, that, um, I'm down to, uh, three family members. I got two of my sisters and my brosters are the only ones that I actually talk to anymore. Um, but I've whittled them down on purpose because, you know, I've learned, and, and I've had some very dark times, more times than I'd like to count. And, you know, there's been a couple times where, um, for, for whatever reason, I'm still here. I've not only contemplated, but attempted suicide. And, you know, and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work, thankfully, uh, obviously. But for whatever First and foremost, uh, hell's got a restraining order on you, and you know you ain't getting into heaven. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> We're gonna keep you alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but you know, I haven't, I, I, I haven't had that, 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 those people to go to, and and that was always my safe zone was to do my live streams. It was always my escape. Whether it be no, Paris, absolutely, and, and, that, and that, goes this, that goes for a lot of us. Even when we don't have, I tell mm-hmm. people all the yeah. fucking time, y'all mm-hmm. don't realize how many lives you save, and I can damn near save my own. With the <laughs> shit that I'm doing for real. So, and and Dizzy, I want to tell you this: the other platform we was on, sometimes it would literally be eight to ten people, three four hours, just shooting yeah. shit, for no fucking reason whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was the most priceless shit to me at that time because I wasn't going anywhere due to COVID. Then I couldn't afford it because of the separation, the shit I was trying to maintain. So to have people, and I will say multicultural, cross-continental, global, who yeah. were not only going through what I was going through, but were willing to talk about the same topics that I was willing to talk about, who was telling me shit I didn't realize wasn't on the news. That shit was so fucking priceless, man. And I'm yeah. guilty of trying to hang around that community, staying around them. But I always tell them, y'all don't know how much y'all saved me. Because I've already had a couple of them tell me how many times I've saved them. When yeah. you do your yeah, podcast yeah. and you be yourself, that's what people need. People need you to be you. Because you will enlighten a motherfucker without even knowing it. And without even being an asshole. Just by carrying a decent, rational conversation and not arguing like they do on all these other fucking platforms. Which yep, y'all yep. look stupid as fuck. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Y'all <laughs> always look like a goddamn argument. You don't know how to talk to nobody unless you're starting shit. Which means you suck in the first fucking place. That's why you're fucking alone. So stop being that way. I put that shit out there. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm up yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> you talking to myself. I'm listening. 
I might drop yeah. a comment in. I might drop a fact in. I might check what you said, not being disrespectful, but if you read it this way, this is what I read. Now tell me which one you think is the best or which one looks more rational or compare the notes. I have fun with that shit. That's why I'll be yeah. up there so damn much. And, and if I could pass anything on to you all, y'all don't need to listen to me or whatever. When you have your conversation and people come in with their aspects, everybody's always Google checking each other. Don't do yeah. it to be an asshole. Do it, one, to contribute to the conversation, two, to make sure that the facts we got to put out there because what we do up here ain't going nowhere, even when we acting to ask. God help us all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, dog. I feel that. That's, just, that's real bro. shit, man. That's real shit. I ain't going to hold you. said you had five minutes, man. Big ups. Good meeting you. I just followed you on YouTube and Twitter. So I'll be seeing yes, y'all when I try to jump in when I can. Yes, sir, uh, bro. It's been an honor with y'all, man. It's definitely fun. You know, I wouldn't be talking this type of stuff unless I trusted y'all and thought y'all were good people and we'd have a good conversation. So I'm glad, you know, we were able to chop it up and have some good conversation. And I think I thought, you know, this was dope. I found out a lot about y'all too, man, that I didn't know. And I'm glad about it because, you know, you never, like I said, you never know what people are going through. It's dope to hear y'all's story and where y'all are at now with this show and just as people, dog. He's surprised I made it this long. I'm surprised I stuck around this fucking long. I got here episode 80. (laughs) I'm honestly, you know, no shade on no shade on Jeff. I love Jeff Jeff to Beth or death. Like you said, uh, Diz, you know, you got to be able to tell your boys. Jeff and I, we in this show, every time we in this show, whether it's on air or off air, we tell each other we love each other. Uh, if we're having a phone call before we hang out, love you, bro. Love you, man. And we're, we're just messaging and, and, and we're, our conversation ends. Hey, man, love you. Well, there's no now, Tony. I tell Tony I love him, and he gets weird and leaves the camera. <laughs> You're real weird, and yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But you know, but Jeff, you know, Jeff and I have that relationship. Uh, you know, I've got a a guy that I grew up with. I mean, literally, his our grandfathers go back, so we're like third generation. We've been knowing each other. We don't hang out a lot. We don't talk a whole lot. But sometimes he'll just hit me up. Hey, man, just want to tell you I love you, and I'm thinking about you. How's everything going? Oh, cool. Or I'll do the vice versa. Um, I got another friend of mine. It weirds him out, but you know, when we're together, he's him and his wife are the godparents of all three of my kids. And you if we're happy, right there. you can't beat that shit. I'm like, <laughs> and he was like, hey, I love you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but as, as men, you should be able to do that, dog. Like I get, like if you're in your teenage years and you're like, man, I'm not saying that shit, bro. But as a man, you guys like. If I tell you I love you, you know I'm not saying I'm trying to fuck you, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right, 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 right. you my boy, dog. You know what I'm saying? I got your back. And anyone who knows me, like, knows me, knows I'm a loyal motherfucker, bro. I got your back no matter what. So if I got love for you, you you deserve it, bro. That means if we're in a fight, like, you're about to get jumped, we both getting jumped now because I'm you going down fighting with you, dog. Code. You know if what I'm saying? Together, you yeah. Be there. That's the code. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I think Tony can attest to my loyalty. I mean, um, I know it's kind of it's kind of corny and cheesy looking on the outside, but uh, a very good friend of both mine and Tony, he hosts the uh, Sunday Night Smoke podcast. I'm a big wrestling <laughs> fan. He sent me this. This is a replica belt. And, That's pretty and fucking dope. Uh, I'm a huge Stone Cold fan, but I had his back when nobody else had his back. Tony had his back when yeah. nobody else had his back. You know, and he was like, I just want to thank y'all. I got to. Yes, I do have a yes, yeah. uh, man. Sunday Night Smoke podcast, Nightfield <laughs> NITE. He looked out. We, we, I've gone to New York a couple times. I'm originally from Queens, and when I would go up there yeah. for a family and I would be in Brooklyn, he would come out there and holler at me. I gotta put him on the map as one of the homies for real. 
And it was yeah. crazy because, and Glick, I apologize for cutting you off. I met him through another guy named Ted Hicks. He does a podcast too. And then there's another guy named True Armor. All three of them are homeboys. All three of them grew up together. They are originally from the neighborhood I was born in when I was in New York. We never knew each other, but we met up here. That's what I'm saying. How much of this shit winds up being priceless, man? Yeah. And my yeah, all of us bro. sit back. I do my fantasy football broadcast. They all come in. We'll sit there and chop it up like we all knew each other forever. People thought me and Glick known each other over a decade. Like, no, nah, we just met this motherfucker <laughs> years. We will have been knowing each other for like two years. <laughs> two years. Yeah. It's been about two years. We've known each other. We've been broadcasting for one. Yeah. Yeah, we've been broadcasting for about a little over a year. We've been broadcasting together. Uh, but yeah, we've been knowing each other for about two years now. But, you know, my I'm loyal to a default at, at points. You know, if, if, if I consider you one of my people, shit, if it's me and you versus 300, we're going down swinging, we're going bro. Yeah, yeah, we're going down swinging. No, like Tony said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hold you up, man. If you got to go, uh, I do appreciate you being on here. The door is always open, brother. Uh, to be one hundred percent honest with you, you know, obviously we're going, we're going to stay in touch. We're going, we're going to shoot the shit anytime you want to come up. We're here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. You let me know. The door is absolutely one hundred percent open um, for you. Anytime before you take off, though, let everybody know where they can find you at uh, on all the social medias, where they can listen to you at five days a week, whatever, <laughs> where they can find all that stuff. at. OK, well, uh, starting from the top, we'll go with the bone. You know, first off and foremost, my peoples, uh, I host the after show, the Mike Calta after show, 10 to 11 a.m. every weekday. And then I follow that right into the Roger and JP show. You can hear me on that usually from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then sometimes I do the two-a-days, dog. I'll leave and I'll go back to St. Pete and I'll work the Cat Name Mo show 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, other than that, you can listen to me every Thursday on the Lazy Ass Podcast. We always change the times. You you guys know it, obviously. It doesn't always go as planned. <laughs> but you can definitely hear me on there. Uh, follow me on any platform, at Dizzy for Mayor. Find me on there. Holler at me. Let's have a conversation. I'm always down to laugh, joke, have a good time. And I had a great time with you guys, Glick and Tony. Y'all y'all were cool people, man. We'll definitely do this again maybe in the I next couple of weeks or something. Dizzy for Mayor. Dizzy for Mayor. Yeah. Well, oh, hell no. I ain't taking nobody else going for Mayor like me. No, fuck that. He's taking your job. Also, uh, I know Dizzy, he said it earlier. He didn't say it now. I'm going to say it. Uh, get that link up there so people can find it relatively easy. Go nominate. I don't know how many times I can nominate you guys, but I feel like I've nominated you guys like 7 million times. <laughs> 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 best of the Bay, which is uh, Tampa Bay does uh, Best of the Bay. It's it's podcasts. It's radio shows. It's it's restaurants. It's music, comedians. I mean, anything that's going on in Tampa Bay. That, that's part of the best of the bay. Get in there, nominate the lazy ass podcast. Hell, maybe next year I'm gonna put us up there for a nomination. <laughs> <laughs> you should, bro. So Go ahead for it, dog. <laughs> the bar set real low for podcasts. I'm just saying. <laughs> you ain't lying, dog. You ain't lying, bro. <laughs> but uh, next time uh, we do this show, I don't have the time, obviously, right now, but I have to tell you the story on how we got banned from best of the bay for a couple of years, bro. Oh, this yeah, is our never, return yeah. year. So yeah, I'll like, say that for next time, though. 
I, I definitely want to have you back on, man. I want to have you on here. Uh, maybe not necessarily in so much of a, uh, of a serious um, night, but you know, it's cool. Like you said, you know, I got to learn a lot about you that obviously you I, listening to you on the show. I've, I've watched you grow in that aspect and I'm, I'm very proud of you, man. I, I want nothing but the best. I'm excited for your future, brother. Um, but watching you grow, and now knowing a little bit more of the backstory, it makes so much more sense. As a yeah, fan, yeah. again, on the outside looking in, it makes so much more sense. You kind of pulled the curtain back, um, which which is awesome. And, and in it, that's I have so much more respect for you than what I already had for you. So that's cool, man. Appreciate that. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep growing. Keep rocking it out. Keep keep claiming your Mike Calta on the cruises. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, uh, one year I want to I want to get down there. I would love to get down there for for a Mike Calta cruise. I'd love to get back down to Tampa again. Um, if I do get down I there, visit Tampa. It's on my book. It's on my list of one of the cities uh, I need I'm to visit. Gonna, I'm Anytime y'all in town, either of you hit me up, dog. I got you know I rent a house here, nice open room. I got a spare room for y'all. No hotel needed. Come kick it right. with your boy. We'll go out and have I'm some fun. I snore. I snore. Fuck that. I'm getting a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all be safe, bro. Thank you again for having me on. And I'll definitely be listening. And we'll do this again soon, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good bro. Tell the fellas we said what's good. All right, brother. Oh, shit. Okay. That was fun. That was fucking fun. Go ahead and drop him down. That was fucking fun. Uh, I don't want to ban him. I don't want to kick him. It's like, yeah. He just got to clear the whole thing up. Kick from studio, that's all. Yeah, there we go. That's his first time. Uh, there we go, Diz. Gotcha, Diz. You're good. There you go. Now, uh, Diz, Dizzy's a good good dude. He's a cool cat. Uh, that was awesome. Um, that was too- fucking awesome. All bullshit aside, that was fucking awesome. I didn't. I honestly... Um, I thought I thought tonight was going to be uh, a little bit more of us. Obviously, I wanted to, you know, introduce the audience to him, introduce, you know, what he's doing and stuff like that. So it was more of a, it was more um, probably the most interviewish that I've ever done on a show it tonight. Was. It was. I was going to tell you that it was. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted because he, you know, this this has come a long way, and he kind of said that, and then and then you get to kind of hear more of his backstory. But um, you know, this is this is a cat who he really did start um, from the ground floor. I don't want to say the bottom, but he started from the ground floor, and he is starting to blow up uh, in, uh, on the bone. You guys can listen to one hundred two five the bone on the TuneIn app uh, if you're not in Tampa. I think it's on iHeart as well. It's it's all talk radio, but it's a lot of what we do here. So if you like what we do here. It's kind of the same thing, just censored because it is radio. They got to listen to the AC or the FCC. They can't curse. They can't have some of the conversations that we have. But at the end of the day, every show is literally just, you know, Mike Counter. They've got their crew. There's uh, five of them, and it's literally them just hanging out, BSing and bullshitting and talking. They talk, you know, whatever's going on in the news, um, you know, whatever. They roll into Roger and JP. They do the same thing. Monica's on there, uh, and 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 Dizzy. Uh, you got Drew and and, and John Sinning. They're like twelve year old little boys. If you like, 
that, that kind of thing. Um, and then the night shows, Johnny B has his show, A Cat Named Mo, but it's 24-7 talk radio, but it's not that political, boring crap that, that, you, that you instantly think of when you think of talk radio. Um, and, and Diz is really starting to blow up, man. He's he's getting opportunity after opportunity, and he's grabbing a hold of it, and he's fucking running. And like I said, as a fan, um, and in, in watching him go from, yeah, you just hear him every once in a great while, and you're like, who's this Dizzy guy? Blah blah blah. To now you get to hear him so much. I'm 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 extremely proud of him. That might not mean anything to anybody, but. Oh, congrats to the man. Everybody out there, Glick. Yeah, you, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong at all. And 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 I we started kind of conversating back and forth. I didn't know how was how how and if I could get him on the show, but he was instantly like, fuck yeah, man. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. You know, so I do look forward to having him on the show again. But um it, it was really cool to kind of get to have that deep conversation with him and get to see a side of him as a fan that you normally don't get to see. So big ups, big, big, big props. And, and, and shout out to Dizzy for that. Look forward to having him back on the show. You guys go check them out. Dizzy for mayor, all them socials, check them out. Check out the lazy ass podcast. Do it. If you know what's good for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We had two on but the bed. This was fucking awesome. I always tell you congratulations on what you've done. I'm going to tell you congratulations on your sponsorship for real. And I'm going to always tell you thank you for having me on board. All bullshit aside. Well, I wanted you here, man. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like nah, it's it's for real. You know, I always always a lot of hell gets caught on everybody's shit, and you still making it, you still doing it, and you still progressing. Every time you get a guest up here, it's a sign of progression to me, in my opinion. You know, and I always take it back to when I had my interview. I know what it did for me. I know how I feel. That's why I tell you that. So just keep doing what you do, man. But I'm gonna drop down. I will be here Wednesday night. Hold it down. Um, I don't know if you're gonna have a guest or whatever. I know Jeff will probably be here, but. I don't think we have anything playing Saturday or Wednesday night, so it'll be the three of us. Um, I do got all kinds of news stories on the back burners, but uh, like I got a bunch I got to do. I was going to do some tomorrow night, too. I've been trying to save a lot of them for when we come up here, but I might do my own thing tomorrow night, throw it out there. Um, I got some news stories on the back burner, but like I said, these, you know, these these next couple weeks, like I said, we, you know, we had Steven on with the Saturday night. Diz was here tonight, uh, Friday night. I got to double check and make sure everything's good. I'm supposed to be um, on the Q for You podcast. If you guys want to join, I'll hit them up. Oh, and be like, hell yeah! I'll try uh, to do that. You said Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. I think Friday. I because I, I might be working Saturday morning. I think I think Friday at seven or eight. I can't remember. I got to hit them up and make sure we're still good for that. Uh, and then coming up in August, um, sometime in August, I'll reach out to the guys. We got. Um, K Stucky and 40 Fonz, the scumbag lounge is going to join us on the show. Uh, Steven wants us to come on the show on his show in August. So, I mean, we got, got things going on, man. We got, we got things going on. We got uh, shit. coming on. We got appearances coming up. Uh, so it's, it's, it's getting, a, it's, it's getting a little crazy. It's getting, it's getting good. We got, no, this is what you wanted. This is what the fuck you wanted. It ain't crazy. This is this is what I want. This is, this is what the fuck you want, and you do that shit. 
I was looking more for everybody that I used to deal with first before I was worried about the guests. Yeah. And look at what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you keep rolling with that shit. But I'll catch you Wednesday, man. Everybody appreciate y'all for real. We'll catch up Wednesday, man. Absolutely, man. Much love, brother. All right, man. All right. We, speaking of sponsors, <laughs> two hours in. Let's let's hit, let's hit this real quick. Let's double them up. Let's get them both out there. Let's get them both out the way. Pay some bills, as Jeffrey says, or as the old school radio guys said. Let's go ahead and knock What's them going on, everybody? Are you thinking about starting a podcast? Or maybe you already have a podcast, and you're looking for a platform that makes everything nice and easy and has all you need in one spot. Well, you're in luck. Do like we did here at Nonsensical Nonsense and join Zencaster. It's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guest. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layer backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. And sounds your best. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process make you sound buttery smooth it automatically removes those ums and ahs and your recording it removes those awkward pauses in conversation too set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with a click of a button if you have ever thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services those days are over with zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform You can create your podcast all in one place and distribute it to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. It's super easy. We did it in nonsensical nonsense, and we are loving it. I'm so happy with it. We're growing, and that's the name of the game at the end of the day. Now, if you want to be like like us and do like we did, then go ahead and head over to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code WORDSAREHARD. And you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Well, are you? <laughs> are you new to the podcasting game? Are you a grizzled veteran? Go check out Zencaster, you goofy sons of bitches. What's going on, guys? It's Glick from Nonsensical Nonsense. And just recently, I decided to start going back to the gym. I was getting a little on the heavy side and needed to slim down, get my body right, get my mind right, you know, all that jazz. And I noticed myself feeling just a little blah after workouts. And I came to the realization that I wasn't hydrating properly. Now, we all think we drink plenty of water. Or we get some of those fancy sports drinks, but that doesn't quite cut it. Thankfully, our good friends at Liquid IV have my back. Did you know that in just one stick mixed with 16 ounces of water, you get five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It also hydrates twice as fast as water alone and has three times the amount of electrolytes of those overpriced sports drinks. 
They come in convenient packaging. You can simply throw, the, throw them in your gym bag, your fanny pack, slip them in the side of your socks. Super easy to take anywhere you go. And it'll make you feel great. Rejuvenates you, feels, makes you feel energized. And definitely takes away those gym blahs. That is for sure. And with 12 great flavors, you can never go wrong. You got flavors like strawberry lemonade, Concord grape, lemon lime, pina colada, and many more. So go ahead and head on over to liquidiv.com. Use words are hard and get 20% off at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code words are hard at liquidiv.com. Yeah, buddy. I pay them bills. <laughs> well, anywho, welcome back, everybody. Go ahead and check out Zencaster. Check out if you're a podcaster or if you uh, if you host a show, whether it be music, sports, whatever. Go ahead and check out Zencaster. And stay hydrated, my friends, with Liquid Ivy. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so uh, I'm uh, sorry. I would be lying if I said I wasn't kind of um, taken aback. Where the last month or so, where the show is going after doing this show for, for over two years. Kind of shocked. I'm kind of amazed. Um, because when we first started this, I didn't know where it was going to go, or I didn't really know what to expect from it. All I knew is that I was finally chasing a dream. I was finally doing something that I wanted to do. And... We've had our ups and downs. And we've had our supporters, obviously. We've had our haters. And we've just kept going, kind of trying to find our footing and find our way and and and, and figure out the direction that this show was going to go. And like I said, in like the last month or so, it's really starting to pay off and i'm excited i'm i'm eager i'm hungry again and i just want to keep pushing um it's kind of corny and kind of cheesy, but I, I feel like I feel like at this moment in time where we are, I'm, I'm a heavyweight fighter training for his first championship, and I'm running with the ball, and and I'm putting everything I have into it, and there's not any doubt in my mind that this is this is finally going to be that last hurdle, that last hump. And all the time and energy and effort, not just 
recording the show and doing the show, but everything behind the scenes, the, the sacrifices I've made and and stuff like that are finally paying off. And I feel good about it. So hopefully you guys are enjoying what we're doing here. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the product we're putting out. Um, if you're not already, check out the socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Hang out with us live Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m.-ish. Usually the latest is 7.15 we get started. And if you can't hang out with us live or you just want to listen to the, the old episodes, go ahead and do that on Spotify and everywhere you listen to podcasts at All That Nonsensical Nonsense Podcast. Give us a follow. Give us a listen. Give us a share. And uh, if you want to comment and let us know you're listening or or, or if you want to um, just hit us up, whatever. All at Nonsensical Nonsense Podcast. Real easy to find. You already know the show. You know what we do. Just follow it. I hit them share buttons. Let other people know. Um, that's kind of my, um, my end game. Not only are we enjoying having guests on the show. I don't want to say interviews. Tonight was, was probably... Um, the most interview-ish I've ever been um, because, again, as I said, as a fan, um, I, I really wanted you guys to get a, a, a sense and a feel for Dizzy. I wanted you guys to kind of get to get to know Dizzy and, and know what he's doing and, and everything like that. So it was a little bit more interview-ish. But... Um, I enjoy having guests come on here and hang out with us. And, yeah, we got questions, obviously. We want to know things. But at the same time, we want them to just come hang out and and, and shoot the shit and, 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 and be a part of our show. Um, and, again, that gives not only them an opportunity to grow and introducing their audience to us, but it allows us to introduce you guys to them. And that's really the coolest thing in my mind. Because I'm not just bringing random Anybody and everybody who wants to come up, you know, I do try to vet a little bit, <laughs> but, um, you know, I want to, I want people we're going to have a good time with people that are going to be cool, uh, and, and, and people that you guys are going to like. So it adds another element to our show and a little, uh, an extra, uh, notch in the belt, if you will. Um, you know, my personal life, I like to kid around and joke that I'm a jack of all trades. Construction is my go-to. I've been doing it over half of my life. And every, anytime I get an opportunity to learn something new, to educate myself, um, I take it. Because it's something down the road that I'll be able to use. And it's kind of the same thing with this show. And that's where having guests come on the show and having other podcasters or musicians or comedians or actors or whatever the case may be, it um, it kind of expands and grows us as 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 a podcast and sets us apart from other podcasts and 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 other shows because yeah. Click and the guys can come on here and they can 
act a damn fool. They can conversate. They can do this. They can do that. But not only that, but they can also evolve and have all these various people from all their aspects come and hang out with them and shoot shit with them and, and, and enjoy being here and not, you know, make them feel comfortable, not make them feel like, oh, great, this is another fucking podcast where they're going to ask me the same goddamn question that I've already been asked 30,000 fucking times. Oh. <laughs> Anywho. Wednesday night, we got a brand new episode. It's going to be me, Jeff and Tony. Got some new stories for you guys. <laughs> we're gonna get it. We're gonna dive into them bad boys. Um, I will not make the mistake that we made Saturday night. We uh, fucking hell, fuck my life. We um, we've been playing cover songs on here for breaks, and we finally got in trouble with one. I took down our whole ass video. So I spent from about 2 o'clock last night until, or yesterday, yesterday afternoon, sorry, yesterday afternoon, until about 9.30, 10 o'clock, trying to fix it and re-upload it because I didn't want to lose that on YouTube because we had a really good time with Steve, uh, Stephen Jarvis. We had a really good time hanging out with him, and I did not want to lose that on on, on on YouTube, even though I'll be able to post the full episode on Spotify and everything like that. But then again, it's also a six-hour episode, so I apologize for that, too. Jeff and I forgot that we were live, and we were just hanging out bullshitting, and we were talking about all these different things, and, uh, and we realized we were still live. It was like, holy shit. So I do apologize for the fact that it's a six-hour episode. But go to a long road trip or fucking let it play <laughs> while you're at work. But, yeah, that was um, the joys of uh, being the host, I guess. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll be rich and I can have minions below me that will do all that work. I'll be like, fuck, we fucked up. Fix it. Fix it, minions. Fix it all right, meow, minions. But until then, anywho, I don't want to bore you guys with my ramblings and all my bullshit. We're going to wrap up the show with... A little. Well, what do we want to do? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, Mark, but you don't do all the behind the scenes stuff for me. You just follow me. Like a weird creeper. <laughs> like a weird ass creeper. 
weird ash British Oak Reaper. I need minions, minions that all. I need to delete that song so it doesn't ever get played again on the air. There we go. <laughs> well, shit. Fuck. Please follow us back, Mark. Don't unfollow us. <laughs> Come back. I feel I feel I feel like the the the, the more we do the 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 better we get the um um the 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 more people that will that will unfollow us um or not pay as much attention which is fine we're going to weed out the garbage we're going to weed out the trash um <laughs> fuck your ranch <laughs> Fuck your ranch dressing, bitch. <laughs> I'll pour that bitch right in the sink. <laughs> Double fisted, two bottles at a time. No, I feel like we'll get rid of the trash because they're going to realize that they don't mean anything and they don't phase us in any way, shape, or form. And we're going to keep doing what we do. And they're just going to be madder and madder at the end of the day. But that being said, yeah, what. Um, let me uh, give my, let me give my man, let me give my man Matt James some love real quick. You know, the, it, we kind of had a real serious conversation tonight on the show. Definitely went a direction that I was not expecting. And and, and shout out to Dizzy, um, for for just just coming in and and, 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 and just laying it all out there. I mean, that's kind of a nod toward. I, I, I'm going to give us a little bit of a nod. I'm going to go ahead and pat us on the back. The fact that Tony and I made him feel so comfortable and, 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 and so relaxed that he felt like he could share some of those things with us. And that was awesome. Um, Mondays, it is what it is, man. We get real on the show, me and Tony. We got we get deep conversations. Uh, I look forward to having Diz back again. Uh, maybe we can figure out a way that uh, you might see this handsome face on the Lazy Ass Podcast. But I want to play my man, Matt James. Uh, he's got, oh, I don't know which one to do. Matt James, lead singer of Blacktop Mojo. He's got his solo album coming out soon. Let's do let's do Runaway. Not a little bit of an emotional show tonight. I feel like we should end it on an emotional note. Why not? I'm feeling good.
James to wrap it up tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Oh, excuse me. We appreciate that. Huge thank you. Huge shout out to my man, Dizzy. Go ahead and check him uh, on all social media platforms. Dizzy for mayor. Excuse me. Uh, go ahead and check out their podcast, the Lazy Ass Podcast. Go show them some love. Also, while you're showing them loves, Go ahead and check out Matt James and Blacktop Mojo on all social media. Matty James, Blacktop Mojo, wherever you stream music. Go show them some love. Let them know we sent you. And last but not least, you can't be on them social medias and not checking us out because that's just hurtful as fuck. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's hurtful as hell, y'all. Go ahead and check us out. Nonsensical Nonsense podcast across the board, all social medias, everywhere you listen to podcasts at. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a listen. If you'd be so kind, give us a share. And it made it real easy. If you guys find us on one platform, there's a link at the top of the, 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 the bio. You can click that link and you can find everything. And don't forget to go to liquidiv.com. Use promo code Words Are Hard. Get 20% off your entire order. And if you're a podcaster, whether you're new to the game or been in the game for a long time and you want to try something new, check out Zencaster.com. Get 30% off of your first paid, your first month's paid plan with our promo code 
Words are hard. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see you Wednesday night for our brand new episode. Deuces, as the man Jeffrey would say. Mother had your mother made you. Mother hug you. Tony D would tell you guys. My man, big dog, the one and only Mike. Let's say, peace out. Hey, calm down. Stan's going to go kick his wife and beat his dog or something like that. I don't know what he's doing. And as for me, well, I simply say, be good or be good at it. Goodbye, motherfuckers. <laughs>